Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The mysterious Gram Box from Morbeer brings you this Brewing Network Sunday session. See the Gram Box affordable control unit at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody could read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Rainy season came early this year. A little bit. It's, good, it's a good day for GTL out there. <laughs> Tanning salon right down the road is open, too. That's right. They're all indoor. GTL going. Why not? Why not is right. Went to Pink Floyd this week. Oh, yeah. How was that? How was he? She's still alive, huh? Uh... I don't really know how it was. I'm going to have to go again. To, oh. uh, <laughs> to, uh, I missed at least half of it. The back half. The last how were the lasers? No, the no. last half I got. Oh. It was the first half. You were late or just Well, no. I was... So, you know, I said on the show that I wasn't going to smoke any weed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because you don't smoke weed. Because right? I don't smoke weed right. because it ruins my night. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. Well, I, I got... I, I had a good buzz going. Yeah. You know, Doc uh, came and picked us up in the limo. Oh, yeah. And uh, Paxton had brought a bunch of good beer, and I had picked up a bunch of good beer. and Graham, too. Uh, Chris Graham. And we got there kind of, you know, early enough to parking lot it for a little bit, and uh, I had a real good buzz going. And on my way to the seat, I was lost getting to the seat. And we kind of, the, the show had already started because we were, we were standing in line for one last beer before to go sit down. And anyway, the the short story is that the guy next to me, it, when I was standing in the aisle trying to figure out where the hell to go, passed me a joint. And, uh, oh, no. I was like, well, you know, when in Rome. Rather than a long story about, well, I don't smoke, well, maybe I should be. I just, yeah, so I took. Be I polite. Took, I took a couple, like, giant. <laughs> 
jokes in this thing. Got to show off just to some the random, way to come off the bench. Just some random dude. Just some random. Guy. Well, that's the way it is at concerts. Just go yeah. for it. So I went. Then I went and sat down in my seat. And by the time I got to my seat, I couldn't even see straight. So the whole first album. Bummer. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> yeah, for me it was the second half when the cookie hit. <laughs> so I'm going again on Wednesday because how, how I much got to see this this fucking show. How much are these tickets? I don't know. A lot. Yeah, yeah they're not cheap. Is that worth it? I don't remember. I, I'll tell you Thursday. <laughs> eat a bunch that. of pay a lot of money to eat a bunch of bad drugs and not remember it. It's worth. I mean, the, the second half was awesome. It was great. What I, I do, what I, you know, when I started to come down finally, luckily it's a long show, right? Yeah. So, so I just kept sitting later. there going, I had to talk myself down a little bit because I start to freak out. So I just had to go, look at, just uh, <laughs> look at the pretty lights and ride this out. It's going to, by the, it's a yeah. long album. Uh, by, by the time intermission hits, you're going to be okay. Yeah, you're with friends and everything. And then you'll enjoy the second half. And that's pretty much what I did. I just had to ride it out. And, but I remember like really, you know, somewhere toward the end of the, of the first album. And they do do a, a kind of a 10 minute inter- intermission in between. Somewhere toward the end, I was actually so rocked that I couldn't, I could hardly keep my eyes open. Not because I was passing out, but there's so much light going on at the music, and I was seeing three things at once. I could keep up. Oh, man. (laughs) Overload. I had also eaten a little bit of a cookie in the car, too. Wow. So. I don't know anything about those. Anyway. You guys. After the intermission, I was fine. I wasn't sober, but yeah, I, at, least, like, at least I could enjoy the second album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how long was the first set? <laughs> Two minutes, three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's at least three minutes. <laughs> a couple <of> days. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You had to give yourself the dude maintain speech that normally is reserved for your buddy, but you had to sort of grab yourself by the lapel. Dude! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maintain. Well, and, and at intermission, I, I'm sure Doc doesn't remember, but... Uh, he wanted us all to stand up. Let's stand up. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You guys do whatever you want. My ass is not moving from this chair. If I stand up, I will tumble all the way down to the stage. Really? That's how I was feeling right wow. now. You get now, front row that way. But, <laughs> but what I do remember uh, was very, very good, and that's why I'm going again. Yes. Because I don't want him to die before I actually get to see the whole show. So it was a big mistake on my part to uh, take the strange joint from the weird-looking dude. He brought his do? good stuff for the concert, obviously. Old habits die hard, you know. <laughs> Como we, <laughs> Como. So, all right, we got a great show planned for you today. Uh, hopefully, you'll stay awake through it and uh, sober. We've got Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head. He's the new star of the of the new series Brewmasters on Discovery. He's hanging out with us uh, here in just a couple minutes. Actually, we'll be talking to him about uh, the show and about Dogfish Head. And uh, if Bevo has anything to say about it, about why he's so good looking. Probably what we'll get into. Did you guys hear that? Did you hear that sound? Did you not get the private message I sent you? Oh, yeah, I got it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want me to, to spill the beans that she's so hot for Sam. So when you were uh, husking the corn, did you just roll the cobs over your abs or what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my God, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be talking to Sam in just a couple of minutes. We'll find out all about the new show. If you got any questions, you can join Bevo in the chat room by hitting the chat now button right there on the homepage. You can also go to justin.tv slash brewing network and watch the studio cam, although Sam is not in the studio. No, but you can watch Bevo turn different shades of red. Yes. Yeah, wait till we get, get him on. 
Watch Bevo touch herself over there listening to Sam. <laughs> that would not happen. And we're not talking about my Sam, just for the record. Have no. you watched? God, no. <laughs> have you watched the new show, Beef? I don't have cable. Mm. Discovery is so cable? No. Yeah. Oh. I don't have any TV. I got rid of all that. Supposed to network TV that you could get over the air? I like it's Channel 3? I'm sure it's I online or something. I thought everything was cable now. Yeah. Anyway. Know. And then we're going to be talking to a new company out there um, called Pintly.com. And it's pretty awesome. It's like a Pandora for beer. You get to rate beer and it recommends beer for you. And uh, we'll talk about that. We're getting the founders on the on the show with us. Uh, find out all about Pintly.com. And then finally, uh, we're going to end the show with a little homebrew information about base malt. We're starting a series on brewing ingredients, and we're starting tonight with uh, four different base malts. And uh, Doc's going to introduce us to uh, base malts and then talk about uh, Pilsner. And then we'll be talking about Munich malt, uh, Turo, and Maris Otter today. So lots of good info. Uh, might be pretty basic for some of you, but I think it's good to know your ingredients inside mm-hmm. and out, especially your basic ingredients. The building blocks, if you will. I will. It's also very radio-y to do the, uh, yes, uh, part eight in our 19-part series on yeah. ingredients. And this will be a six-year series, by the way. <laughs> yeah, After so. today, we're just going to pick half of an ingredient at a time <laughs> each week. So, so much to cover. So much to cover. And I stretch this one out really good. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, signed yeast books and signed brewing classic styles and signed how to brew are all in the Brewing Network store. Just go to brewingnetwork.com slash store, and you can pick yourself up some signed-by-the-author books. I also have Brewing with Wheat in there, but that one's not signed. Stan doesn't live near me. So. Uh, there's other merchandise in the store and more to come. We're getting you uh, geared up for holiday shopping. I should have uh, new beanies mm-hmm. and hats and hoodies and T-shirts all in store. They're supposed to arrive this week, so we'll see how that nice. goes. Looking forward to selling those lunch meat shirts. You know what I mean? I have some of those on order, too. Just in time for Christmas. Just in time for Christmas. Uh, Okay, you can get all these updates on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, JP is in charge of those things now and doing a a fine job. Thank you. Twittering and Facebooking and in-between wowing. I've been doing it a lot. I'm really leveling that. Oh, uh, Tuesday, Cataclysm drops. Woo! What does that mean? It's the new expansion on World of Warcraft. And what will that mean to a World of Warcrafter? A lot. Nothing all the quests but awesomeness. Are, see? All are the you, quests are different. All the lands look ooh. different. New characters. You could be a werewolf. Oh. A, lot of, yeah. a lot of extra loads of laundry from all the, the spooge <laughs> in your pants. No, um, no, I'm pretty much dry by the time I play that. I saw the commercial for it, and the way the mm. commercial comes out, I, I kept thinking it's a movie. Every time I see pretty it, badass, I'm like, right? oh, there's a World of Warcraft movie. But They're working on one. It's just a stupid game every time. Are They're working really? on it, yeah. I would think you'd be out looking for jobs or something, but you're just... That's what the internet's for. He's questing for jobs. <laughs> I do. It's mandatory that I have to look for jobs, and I turn in my, my timesheet every week. Every you do? Week. Yeah, sure. <laughs> How much... Do you fill out WoW as uh, something you've done as an activity? Not for, not looking for job, no, but... Uh, 76 know. hours this week have been spent <laughs> WoWing. Did 72 <laughs> likes? You point, have to, you have to blog hours time. were spent looking for work. Yeah. Well, you know... Yeah. You pull the George Costanza and start dating the daughter of the person who's checking up on you, you know? No, no one. Seinfeld. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no. Sorry. There was an episode it was where a good George, try, was, George was George was unemployed. I thought you were supposed to be our pop culture guy. Seinfeld was pop culture when I was in high school. You know? <laughs> <laughs> supposed to keep us up to date on things. Costanza was Like my GTL joke at the same. beginning. Now that's up to date. Yeah. That's trendy, yes. <laughs> you know? You've been watching your Jersey Shore, Tasty? <laughs> I think I watched about 10 minutes in total. I uh, can't you get into it. I don't know. That's too bad. can't imagine why. 
Right. I like Sunny in Philadelphia loved it. I've heard good things about that show. I've watched a couple of episodes, but I wasn't wowed by it. Takes I'm a watching that. Used to it. Wow. Oh, I'm watching that, that Dexter a lot. That's actually Dexter's hilarious. Good. The Sunny in Philadelphia. You like that that's one too? Great. Huh? You know, I've seen two episodes, and I just they did not make me laugh. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I didn't weird. like it at all. They are boring. The League that follows it. The League. That's a good show. Another FX original series. Because mm. <laughs> it's on FX. Come on, original series. I'm the pop culture guy. Remember? <laughs> yeah, you got to be brand specific. <laughs> yeah. All these networks coming out with their Network? own things now. Yeah, these, these cable networks. I mean, TBS has have, has Conan now. Yeah. Yeah. How's that show doing? I don't have cable either, so I, mm, I, I watched a few minutes of it. I'm a I'm a Conan fan, but I don't sit around to watch late night TV really. So I, I just if I happen to be doing nothing, or, I guess you can get clips of his show on his website. That you can do. I've seen some That's of that. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's decent. It's not doing gangbusters in the ratings though. No, it, nothing on on basic cable is going to. I mean, you can't go from a network to TBS and expect to smash the ratings. Well, I think especially with an interview show that is just like every other interview show. You come right. out and do a monologue and you sit down and you tell jokes and you have a guest and then you have a band and that's it. Right. I'll tell you how you become successful is you get a reality show on Discovery. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> get a, a good camera. One? You get a camera to follow you around drinking beer all day. <laughs> you don't have to start successful, you can just be it just makes you successful. Just makes you successful. Oh, yeah. That was a good segue, Jay. That's why you get the big <laughs> you, bucks. You also have to have a face for T V and not radio. Right. Oh yeah. No problem. Our next oh, guest, Mr. Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head. How you doing, Sam? How you guys doing? We're doing all right. It's good to talk to you, man. Good, good. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, Brewmasters, huh? Yeah, it's been a long, strange trip, but uh, it's kind of surreal because we're still finishing up uh, the last episode while they're shooting or while they're showing the, the first few. So that's kind of interesting, but it's been it's actually been a, a wonderful experience so far. TV magic. Yeah. So I just caught, I just finally caught an episode, and uh, I'll be honest with you, Sam, I, I can't watch stuff like that because I'm an extremely jealous man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe me. Before the cameras were around us, I already knew I, I was a very lucky man that I get to have the job that I have, and what has been neat is that, uh, you know, while having them there definitely uh, made lives a little more challenging just, you know, to, to work uh, with them around us, then the nice thing is, is we look at the dust settling here in the first uh, season, over 80% of what they shot was stuff we were doing anyways, and they just kind of followed us as we did it. So it wasn't like we were asked to, you know, be anything other than ourselves or, or you know, fabricate any new stories or, right. or uh, you know, we could just do what we were doing. See, I kind of wondered about that because, yeah. so, you know, around the beer industry, people were talking about, you know, who will be selected for this new show. You know, the the, the show was kind of bouncing around for a little while. And when your name uh, started coming up, Sam, you know, the first thing I thought was, well, it's kind of a no-brainer production-wise. Yeah. Uh, the guy's running around doing crazy things all the time. Why not just stick a camera on him and, uh, <laughs> and film the show, right? Well, what, I, what I'd love to see come of this is that we, you know, our show uh, is an example that people dig craft beer and all the wonderful characters in the world of craft beer. And all the inventive things that we're doing, and you know, and and maybe hopefully there'll be room for multiple shows on beer at some point. The same way there are you know a zillion shows about about cakes, you know. Right. That's what I'm hoping for. We need more <laughs> beer shows. I think we're all hoping for that. <laughs> How's the family uh, dealing with it? Because I noticed you know they're not left out of this. It's not just you and the company. 
Yeah, I mean, well, we are a family company, so just by by nature of what we're what we're like as a company, and by the fact that you know I run the company with Mariah, my wife, uh, you know, they they uh, our private lives and public lives certainly uh, blur. There's a blurry line there, um, so you know they're very respectful. And a couple times that they shot in our house, it was just about catching us on our way in or, or our way out of town on one of these uh, like pilgrimages towards a, a new beer idea so it wasn't like creating drama around the family dinner table and who wasn't <laughs> eating their vegetables uh it was more about catching us and just kind of our our hectic uh travel lives well it's still season one sam i mean <laughs> yeah the drama yeah. will come i'm <laughs> sure season two the producer is going to pull your wife aside and be like did you see sam look at that other girl <laughs> right. why don't you go uh, talk to him about that it'll start to right play. yeah mix it up a little yeah we were yeah of course we were anxious that they would be the, uh, attempts to kind of manufacture that sort of interpersonal uh, <laughs> drama that so many rea- reality televisions rely on but to both zpz the production company's credit and discoveries they understood that there's enough sort of positive anxiety and just trying to make a beer come from, you know, an idea to fruition that they focused on the normal challenges of production instead of, and that's probably what I'm most part of the show is, A, it demystifies the brewing process so that unlike you guys and me who are hardcore beer geeks, the average viewer can watch it and kind of be captivated by the process and understand the process and hopefully they'll just go out and try beers that they've never had before. That's the number one thing. And I'd say the number two thing is I think they do a great job of portraying all the people I work with at Dogfish and how good they are at their jobs and how uh, how much we all come together to make stuff happen. And that we're a bunch of goofballs, too. Yeah, I like that part of it. And I like that it does have a lot of your employees and kind of the... You know, like you said, the drama of just making beer. The episode that I watched was where you went to New Zealand. Yep, and, that was uh, the most recent one. And we talked to, actually, Luke has been on the show before, too. Oh, um, he's a good man. He's a good guy, so I was happy to see him and, you know, see his face and see his brewery out there. But uh, while you were away, uh, there was a mess up in your brewery where you guys got the wrong bottles and actually mm-hmm. bottled with the wrong bottles. Yeah, it was, the mess up was more that we didn't catch it. It's not that we, you know, got them in because invariably when we're taking in a truckload of beer at least every day, uh, that's bound to happen once in a while. We caught it. We just didn't ca- catch it quite in time, but it wasn't cataclysmic. But we needed to show that it was, you know, tens of thousands of dollars that affected us. And, you know, that's one thing, you know, when we when we, that was the, the balance is we said, look, we'll do this with you and we'll show you that we that not everything goes right at a brewery, believe us. And in return, you got to stay out of our way and just film what we're doing and not try to create any tensions that aren't there. And so everyone was respectful. But our quid pro quo there was when things did not go perfect, we kind of tapped the film crew on the shoulder and say, hey, here's something you might want to cover. This is something that didn't go perfect at our company. So, you know, we were obviously a lot of trust there as we're opening things up. And, in fact, this coming Thursday night, uh, that episode is all, in part, it's about this really cool uh, collaboration we did with uh, Grain Surfboards, this little handmade surfboard company from Maine that uh, makes all their boards from sustainably harvested Maine cedar wood, and we took their scraps and aged a big brown ale on the cedar wood. And then the other part of the show is the, the building of our giant treehouse that we have this beautiful metal uh treehouse in front of our brewery and then the other part is about a batch of a really big batch of 120 that doesn't exactly go perfect nice so you get to see a little bit of everything and and i like that you're not hiding because you know sam you guys are you you know this but 
if we had to watch how perfect Dogfish Head is all the time and all the great beer that comes out, everyone's going right. to get bored quick, right? So, Oh, yeah, and we're totally not that way at all. And, and you know, we, we're fearless when it comes to taking risks, and sometimes the risks don't, don't come out perfectly, and we need... You know, at the end of the day, that's what I've learned so much in the in doing this show and about their world, and so much of their world is just like our world as brewers, which is people want to root for the underdog, and if they fabricated and edited a show together that just showed us having success after success, nobody wants to root for that because people don't want to turn on the TV and, and see this world that's unattainable, and I think that's why craft beer in a nutshell is thriving. People are choosing with their wallets to support you know small indie businesses in their community that are of the same scale and size of of the consumers themselves and and i think that's why in part aside from craft beer being such a great affordable luxury i think right now what we're seeing is people like all right screw wall street screw you know what happened to Troy, screw bp blah 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 let's vote with our pockets and, and really support these little these little entrepreneurial companies and i think you know, we're we're just uh, you know one of those little companies. I think you do a pretty good job of spreading that word. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard. You know, one of the criticisms about the show is, is people kind of saying, "Well, isn't it just going to be a dogfish head infomercial after a little while?" And mm-hmm. I've kind of been paying attention to that to see how you handle it and, and how you handle it in interviews. And I'll tell you, I've heard you do nothing but promote a lot of other craft breweries. I mean, clearly the show is a dogfish head-themed show, but in your interviews, you're really talking about going to your local brewery like you just did. Yeah, exactly. And so that was a trade-off. I mean, if I wrote, like, the book book I wrote, He Said Beer, She Said Wine, or Extreme Brewing Book, I work really hard to make those not just about dogfish and, and pull a lot of other breweries into that. And in my work on the board of the Brewers Association, I'm, I'm working on behalf of other breweries. But it is kind of... Uh, one frustration that I have, and I'm not, I'm not alone, is, you know, small is relative, and in this industry, we're we're now 15 years old, so Dogfish Head's not the new kid on the block, and we're, you know, brew over 100,000 barrels, so we're not tiny, and so unfortunately, those folks just getting into craft might see us and say, oh, okay, that's a ubiquitous beer, <laughs> but you know, context-wise, we're still one eighteenth of one percent of of the market share. And we need to keep reminding people that that's still really, really small. But it did mean we're we're of a scale that we could be, we could facilitate a show like this and and pull it off. And you know we don't take that responsibility lightly. I mean, we, one thing I fought hard for they wanted at one point to call the show Beer Man Sam, and I was just like, I've got no interest in doing the show if, <laughs> if it goes if it goes that way. And what I like the name. Because mostly because I knew we were going to be moving towards celebrating collaborations in the brewing industry, but you know also with Sony and uh, with surfboard companies or whatever. But also Brewmasters, I think, is such a great name because my ultimate goal for this is to help prove beer can find an audience, you know, on television the same way that it's finding an audience in a liquor store already, and that in time this can be a show that is like a baton that can get passed to another brewery, hopefully even smaller than us, and it can be sustained without it having to be dogfish. But I had to understand Discovery's position on this was, look, Sam, we do TV for a living. If this was just a show where it's like, hi, I'm 
Brewer X, and today I'm in town Y, and we're talking to Brewer Z and pairing their food with food Y, and it just moved from place to place, you know, two or three times per hour per week, yeah. that that's not the kind of show Discovery does. Their viewers want to be invested in, in the people that they're they're watching. So certainly for the first handful of episodes, it focuses on, on Dogfish and our coworkers, but the end game here is to bring a lot of collaboration in and see a lot of other breweries even in this first season, and hopefully in future seasons, see even more, and hopefully eventually pass this on to another brewery. That makes sense to me. You got to ease into it. I think that's a great uh, that's a great layout for a show. I mean, we'll watch yeah. those uh, those two bozos go around picking garbage out of people's garage <laughs> yeah. and uh, I've and heard selling about it. it right. <laughs> and, I've, yeah, I've heard about. It. I haven't seen it, but do you root for them? I don't you, know. Well, yeah. you do, and it's. I mean, it's it's all character development. It's the same with the uh, you know on the same network as you those American Chopper guys, which yeah. is why I say give it a season or two before the drama is happening with you too. But, yeah, God, I hope not. <laughs> but I saw, I saw that one of the shows, one of our shows recently had an American Chopper either before or after, and I was like, oh. Bummer, they're at each other's throat. You know? Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. Cross ne- promotion. Next thing you know, Sam's going to have the handlebar mustache. He's going to be screaming at his <laughs> wife. <laughs> uh, punch me in the head if that happens. Yeah, yeah. But well, it is character development that way, and yeah. I agree with you. I think that, you know, it could make craft beer more of a household name just by getting to know some people with personality in it, and um, you'll be able to drag other brewers in as you go. Well, it's definitely yeah. making it more accessible, I think, to the average TV brewer. You know, yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, we're Mariah's really great at the whole Facebook and Twitter and Dogfish dot com side of her business, which she runs, and so she gets that direct feedback and from retailers and and distributors that are in our network on on those sites that they're saying yes, people are coming in and just asking for for more craft beer. My buddy Patrick was Rattle and Hum, a great beer bar in New York, emailed <laughs> her or, to, or Facebooked her to say recently <clears throat> that that's was 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 happening at Rattle and Hum. And that's a dyed-in-the-wool, hardcore beer geek place. It makes you, you know, we have retailers going in <coughs> different places across the country and asking for Bitches Brew. They don't have that, and they don't have Chicory Stout. So they're, so the retailer is saying, but here's some other craft, you know, roasty, dark beers that we have. So we know it'll have that effect, but we also realize that by taking this risk and putting ourselves open to this kind of scrutiny, that we'll get some arrows in the back of, of people that say, oh, baby, dogfish is too big and shouldn't have gotten this show. Sure. And, and, and that's just, you know, come, comes with, with deciding to, to, to put ourselves in this position. So you've got to have thick skin about it. Well, that's mainly Justin being jealous. <laughs> yeah, those arrows are coming from Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. <laughs> yeah, we've been following that. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you can't win uh, in, yeah. this, in this race. Of course you want to be a successful company. It's the reason you started. You wanted to be successful at doing what you love to do. That's mm-hmm. the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, you know, the bigger you become, the more you're going to hear that, especially when right. it comes to television and stuff now. Right, right. So we're already, I think at the end of the day, we prove ourselves with what we do every year, which is we don't try and do less exciting things. We try and do more exciting things. And, and you know, other craft breweries that are growing, uh, I'm sure, feel this too, where distributors, retailers, because they're used to when you're getting a certain size, expecting you to act like one of the big industrial breweries. They're like, okay, what are your one or two or three focused products? Yeah. And that's just not our model. So, you know, that that's also a challenge because we put as much resources and time and energy, you know, behind Sati or My Antonia as we do behind 60 Minute. And that's, 
if, if in 10 years we've turned into the 60-minute brewing company as 95% of our sales, frankly, I'll feel like I failed regardless of if we're still successful in terms of money or barrelage. Sure. Hmm. Now, have you predicted that, you know, Dogfish is, really has the potential to become a household name, not just craft beer? Um, you guys can be able to keep up with that? No, I mean, but, and, that was <laughs> that's, and that was interesting when we were talking with uh, Discovery. They're like, oh, do you know how much he'll grow? And we're like, well, frankly, we can't keep up right now. We've chosen to grow at only 20%, and we're going to choose to grow at 20% when we when the show airs. And so they can't really understand that. But, you know, we, we had three or four years of 40%, 50% growth, and frankly, it was too exhausting on our coworkers, on our on our debt structure, on on us. And so we feel that 20% is a really healthy rate, and if we can sustain that in a recession, that's a beautiful thing. But it does mean distributors and retailers will run out of our beer. Yeah. But we feel confident that we have such a great dialogue with the customers, the hardcore beer enthusiasts, again, f- Facebook, Twitter, but also beer festivals, our tour program, that we can tell people and they can come and see us and we can say, look, these are the reasons we don't want to grow too fast. These are the cautionary tales of breweries that grew too fast. And we think if the consumer can deal with maybe 60 or 90, wasn't it the store that they went, and this time they'll have an Indian Brown or uh, uh, then they'll have, you know, Pliny or Ellie's Brown or uh, celebration that they'll the next time our beer is available they'll they'll say hey that you know well I'll give it a try you know we're going to really try to use the fact that we can't make enough beer to again celebrate the whole breadth of our portfolio and uh, not just the core brands when they run out but also say hey go try the go try the beers of our, our brothers you know if you like an IPA and you can't find sixty you know go try find go find Harpoon or Too Hearted or something right. No, that's a great way to do it. Just get people in the store anyway. That's all that, yep. you know, buying craft beer. Yep, yep, because as you guys know and I, I know, our our community doesn't just choose one beer. You know, they choose, right. like, a, a whole cadre of favorite breweries, and they support them, and every year they find one or two that they didn't know about the year before. And so, you know, we're not trying to gain market share at the expense of any other craft breweries we're trying to gain market share at the expense of the the two the you know the 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 giant breweries that are out there and the people that that are wine drinkers right beautiful can you imagine how many thousands of small business owners just kick the hole in their speaker like sam's like (laughs) yeah just uh you know 20 percent we're gonna keep it at that and if i if i the second i look away we're growing at 90 percent so i really gotta keep it (laughs) then then heads are gonna roll (laughs) believe me guys i don't want to I, I, I can see where it could come out of context here that we we count our lucky stars that we're in this position and uh, we don't take it lightly. I mean, that's why we don't want to grow too fast because we don't want to let people down in the long run. So, yeah, in the short run, it'll frustrate some people, but it's because we want to be strong in case a day comes that isn't so rosy. And if we chose to go public or we went gazillion dollars in debt, we might not be able to get out of that kind of future. Yeah. Or if you want to buy a radio station, <laughs> maybe like the one you're on. I mean, just saying, it's not for sale, but we can talk if you wanted to. You need the funds for that. I appreciate that. Personally. Uh, we'll have our people call your people. Perfect. <laughs> That's a verbal contract. Yeah, around here it is. Yeah. I got a few uh, questions from my listeners in front of me, if you got a sure. little more time, Sam. Yep. Um, okay, uh, f- first one, uh, they want to know what you're drinking right now, Sam. 
Oh, you know, I saw my wife was having 60 minute at dinner, and last night I had an Indian, Indian brown ale, and I had a glass of scotch, so I, that's what I drank uh, last night. Right. And then uh, two nights before that, I was at an awesome, I had an awesome event up in, uh, up in Philly, and in addition to our beers, I actually did have a two-hearted from uh, Bell's, and I had a Prima Pils from Victory. Too Hearted is a great beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice hoppy beer. Yeah, Bell's makes a lot of good beer, actually. Yeah, they do. Um, hey, Bevo, what is this? I'm being told that uh, some of the people in the chat room are playing, are getting shit-faced on the Brewmasters drinking game. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. What You don't know what the drinking uh, game is, uh, Beav? Uh, no. It's got to be uh, like... I just know they're getting drunk. <laughs> I see. But that's, no. that's new and exciting. Hopefully their drink gets quality over quantity and they're sipping. It's, it's the first sipping drinking game. Well, in, in yeah. our in our yeah. chat room, it's both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can right. sip really fast, yeah. right? It's quality and quantity with with our listeners. <laughs> All right, here's a question about recipes. Uh, Jay in the chat room says, "How long does it really take to develop a recipe? A ten minute montage didn't doesn't really cut it." So uh, yeah, that's a great question because you know it can, the timeline from the idea to the the test brew can be anywhere from a year to uh, forward. But, you know, obviously a, a, t- a test brew from when you brew it, it's really from when you brew a test brew to when you're serving at the pub, let's say it's a seven or eight ABV beer, is going to be about a month. And then then you, then you we really do just kind of let people at the pub try our beer. We drink them ourselves on at Fridays at 4.30, everyone at the brewery gets together and has beers, and we usually try to have growlers of what's new at the pub there, too. Bring them to Milton and sip them, and that's how we just get a feeling for what we want to release. So usually how it works for us is, like, I'm brewing a beer with Brian and John uh, uh, on uh, the 15th of this year, but it's a beer that I really am excited about so much so that I put a slot in December of next year's budget for the first distributed you know, big, big batch of that beer. And we haven't even done the test batch, but you can see that I'm already thinking, uh, you know, uh, 13 months out. Yeah, okay. So it's a long process you got to go through. Yeah, and then because within that is all the federal, uh, you know, licensing shit, and then there's the, uh, right. you know, just the packaging design, which we do ourselves as well, but it, it takes time and money too. But I would say the average beer, the, the, the day it's released in bottles from us is is something that was thought of the year before. Man, having a brew pub and a production facility, that's like a match made in heaven. To be able to experiment with those small batches but get real feedback from people rather than just kind of guessing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really yeah. a luxury. People in-house are probably going to like it. They're, you know, they're probably going to be a little biased. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you know, it's... It's a it's it's not just a luxury. It's a, a critical component to our company because when you think of a brewery like us, that we try never. We love seeing our other craft breweries do their own thing and be really successful. But we've never really taken cues off of other breweries. We've never been like, oh, what's hot this year? Let's do that. So for us, when we just go for it and try and do something that's never been done before, it's still great to have those regulars in our pub and some of them come from far away you know dc baltimore philly but they're regulars and they know that they're they're part of that process and that their voice if they say we really like this one can help a beer get to market it's pretty intimate and important relationship you know that's fantastic love to be one of those guys yeah you gotta make the road trip yeah uh 
Monarch Brewer in the chat room wants to know if Painkiller is Painkillers is going to drop another album soon. <laughs> uh, well, the, funny you should say that the Pain Relievers, which is our official uh, name, really maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe that's our street name. Uh, but the Pain Relievers just put up on iTunes, I think two or three days ago, our greatest hit. It's called uh, uh, Awesomeness Equals Yes, the very best of the Pain Relievers. <laughs> Very nice. You can go to iTunes and even the Bitches Brew song, the goofy one that we made up for that episode, is it can be bought off of iTunes now as well. Cool. <laughs> and here is a very specific question from Eagle Dude. How tall are you? Uh, after watching... <laughs> <laughs> How much you bench? Yeah. Right. <laughs> after watching Beer Wars, I've been curious this whole time, what was fermenting on Sam's Kitchen Counter? Okay, beer was that movie. Okay, uh, it was our, it was a a brown ale. I think it was called A to Z Brown Ale, and it was a recipe from my Extreme Home Brewing book. Okay, so and it was only and to uh, uh, to pacify the fears of all home brewers out there. It only was in the window for ten seconds. They're like, "Can you put that up there so we can just get it in a shot?" And I said, "All right, for ten seconds." But I regret having done that because of how militant people are when they e- email me about that. Right. Um. Excuse me, Sam. Um, how can you run a successful business without knowing that pops will skunk in the light time? Without doing what? I don't know. That was being, that was being homebrewer voice. Because <laughs> I can imagine. Voice, yeah, actually, I can imagine how much crap you got. I mean, I think we watched it in, uh, together. We're like, oh, he's going to get so much shit for that. <laughs> that beer is going to skunk, Sam. Yeah. Exactly. Is it even drinkable? Because if it is, I hardly doubt it is. <laughs> <laughs> if there were 10 minutes, 10 seconds that I could take back in my life, it would be that, <laughs> would be that 10 seconds. <laughs> that is Sam's one big failure in yeah. the beer world. Yeah. <laughs> it's that batch of homebrew. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> All right. I know it's late there, Sam. I appreciate your time. No, um, my pleasure. I'm loving what you guys are doing. Like, like we're kind of in the same business, you know, just spread, spreading the word. And I know you guys do it every day, and I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, we're happy to do it. Yeah. Uh, Brewmasters, you can see it on Discovery Sundays at 10. Is that right? That's, uh, no, no, no. Actually, they moved it. They moved it. it. Got it. Through, right. like I, forgot, I, forgot, oh. I forgot to promote the show on this yeah, whole chat. Uh, it is uh, now Thursdays at 8. Some they everybody wisely decided that the demographic for the show probably overlap with people who like some football, so they should get it away from uh, Sundays and Mondays. So now it's uh, Thursday nights at eight. That sounds like prime time to me. Yeah, it is prime time. Yeah, this, I think this will be a way better fit. You know, I wish we did this out of the gates, but again, that's uh, beyond me. But uh, we'd love to hear what uh, people think of the show. So tune in and then shoot holla back to Mariah at Twitter and Facebook. Well, and now you don't have to compete with our show on Sunday nights, and that's going to help. <laughs> yeah, that's going to help a lot. That was digging into our demographics. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, most of them were all yeah. drunk by the time they watched the show. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. It was you. It was you and Sarah Palin that really. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, together they covered everybody. Yeah. Actually, they're almost the same person, Justin and Sarah Palin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All similar. right, Thursdays at eight on Discovery, the new Brewmaster series. You can go check them out on Facebook and Twitter, and of course, get yourself some Dogfish Head. Thanks, Sam. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the time, guys. Later, Sam. Take care. Cheers. There you go. And it's Kalajoni, everybody. Kalajoni. First time I interviewed like Sam. I, Japanese last name, right? It's uh, Yes. First time I interviewed Sam, I, I asked him, I was like, all right, you got to help me out here. Because people say your name 10 different ways. And he just said, it's like baloney. 
<laughs> and, I, and that's how I've remembered it ever since. Perfect. Calgione bologna. Every time I th- it's weird. Every time I see Sam, I think of bologna. Think of minestrone. Meat. A lot like Bevo. Yeah. Bevo and I both think of meat. She thinks of salami. I think of bologna. <laughs> how you doing up. back there, Bevo? I'm fine. You all right? You want a fan on you or ice cold beverage? Or? No, I have a headache. Four loco. Getting the vapors? Well, that was fun. I like hearing the inside story about shows like that, too, because you never really know um, what the deal is, right? You never right. know what was said, what was signed up for, and, you know, I like that he just kind of said, uh, you know... Full disclosure, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And no drama. Yeah, and, yeah, the, the producers aren't pushing them. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. But well, I'm telling you, put that, there'll be put drama that beer next up there. season. There has to be. Especially yeah. if, if, I mean, we'll see how the ratings go. I think it's doing pretty well right now. And you could be sure if they're moving it to a Thursday at 8, it's doing fine. Yeah. You don't put a show that's not going to be doing well in prime time. So I'm sure it's doing fine. I looked into it. It, it is doing pretty well. Yeah. So I'm just saying that they'll start to nudge him about, like, the home drama if, yeah. it's, if it stops doing well. Yeah, well, what's the toll that all this travel takes on the family? Right. right? It's got to put pressure on oh, They're like, they'll insist that Sam gets a super hot assistant, right? And then <laughs> Mariah, the wife, starts getting a little jealous. Oh, and then, man. And then Bevo attacks Mariah and so on. Bevo. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of Four Loco, at some point tonight, you should ask Sam about his Four Loco experience. Really? Oh. What'd he do? Oh, my. Did you get late? <laughs> did, did he go to the store and steal something? Is it that good? Did it get him laid? He got <laughs> it's not that good. Unlaid. Not Sam Calgione. Yeah, yeah. Didn't it? Clarify. So, so did it get? Um, did it get banned or what? In Washington, they State, had to change their recipe. Or- I thought it was Oregon. I thought there was a national ban too from the FDA. There was going to be, but they changed their recipe, so they oh. didn't have to ban it. They, oh, they removed the, the caffeine, caffeine and yeah. all the taurine and Red Bull. Oh, shit. then what's the point? So now it's just like what is purple alcohol? Indeed. Yeah. I thought it was. The point? I thought they just took out the ca- uh, reduced the amount of caffeine, but I think they left everything else to make oh. it to leave it an energy drink. Disappointed yeah. is this guy. What's the point now in Ford? Logo? I don't know, man. Mm. By the way, I can't get on the the Bring Network. Yeah, the site's doing something weird. Hopefully it's overloaded. It's probably mashed with people trying to tune in. Hopefully. Uh, If you're listening, you can go to justin.tv slash brewing network, and you can watch the studio cam. Uh, Caligioni is not in the studio, but but a close second is Tasty. He's right there front front and center. (laughs) It's worth a stand. Like you and Sarah Palin, Tasty and Sam, same person. Yeah. Same thing. They were jeans models together back in the day. I was going to give him some shit about his clothes. You know, he wears the same stupid clothes. You, you can tell he's wearing the same uh, T-shirts and baggy old worn-out jeans and stuff that he wears all the time. Yeah. And the same, and same lame old red truck. What do you say? You, that he can afford Calvin Klein, but he's somebody, still wearing Levi's? Yeah, I think he's like, you know, down-dressing for us. Right. Well, I don't know. Rich people don't stay rich by buying a lot of oh, shit. Oh, I see. He's yeah. holding on to yeah, it. It's a good point. Thank you. I did see the red... I noted the red truck in the last episode. He's like the everyman's kind of guy. Yeah, you know, he's I guess. Sticking around. Well, you think that when the cameras are off, there's actually I don't know. He, I don't he parks the red truck a block away and gets in the limo? No, yeah. I don't think so. His, his <laughs> rolls stretched out Bentley. Right. Yeah, that's it. Um, what do you have for me, Beef? You want to just tell me? Since it, since it takes you an hour to type anything? Well, no, I was going <laughs> to. Oh, maybe you're typing. I wasn't going to give it to you. Dramatic. But now I will asshole what do you got i was gonna give it to scott some guy that emailed him it's his birthday today he's applying for some brewer's assistant a guy that emailed me he wants to talk about it (laughs) on the show sounding not that sounds real awesome we don't have any old had here. Sam Calgione on here. Now we're going to talk about some guy applying for an assistant yeah. brewer. Jamil, Jamil's not here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, hang up on him. 
Really? Well, you can talk to him. If you <laughs> birthday. You can let me hang up on him. Right. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hang up on you yeah. hang up on him. I'm not doing that. I think you just hung up on him because I, I never picked it up. Oh, Bevo, that's mean. Oh, on his sorry, birthday? I yeah. hung up on you. That's All right, rude. we're going to break. Check out Brewmasters now on Thursdays. You don't have to miss any bit of the session here on the Brewing Network. Thanks to Sam for hanging out with us. When we come back, we're talking to Pintly.com, which is a great new way to get beers recommended oh, yeah. for you and your friends. I was messing around with it before the show, and uh, I'm already it. a fan. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The, the More Beer, beer deal, deal of the Day. day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska, in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty crack cans. Tasty crack cans. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Uh... White Labs. It's all in the vial. When 
I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerone's are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Bruin TV has been inside a lot of breweries, but this one takes the beast by the horns. Dive headfirst into the insanity that is Surly Brewing Company with Jake, his personal photographer, and his co-host, the Cobra. Badass beers, mustache jokes, and metal up your ass. Our trip to Surly Brewing Company, online now at brewingtv.com. This. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network, saving your life one beer at a time. Stripping in the studio, it's yeah. the wrong, and it's the wrong people. It's a right. thousand yeah. degrees in here, but about the same size of boobs. <laughs> what? <laughs> How dare you? How dare I? No, Bevo hasn't worn a good boob shirt for us since we made a big deal out of She's it. She's been kind of bitchy the last, the last time couple I'm months. Here. What are you talking about? Hasn't though? she been a little like? That's the last time I was session? here, and then we went to downtown Joe's, and now it's raining. Hey, aren't we supposed to have Absember this week? Yes. Aren't we supposed to have an ab off? Today, right now. A sit-up off. A sit-up off. Ooh, a sit-off. Uh, Bevo said she wasn't feeling well today, though. I have a really, really bad headache. Yeah. Because? It's a true story. No, I really I just don't feel very good. Usually it's only Sam that hears that excuse. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you're afraid of... You're afraid of... Uh, Dude, I can still school you with this headache. You're afraid bad. of this power, aren't you? Could. That is your bag over there. You know there. I've been GTLing every day. And uh, you're worried. I'm not worried. I'm going to do sit-ups with you and Sam both on my chest. <laughs> and then my balls underneath you. What? <laughs> right. It makes Sam work close this time. Though. And that's Sam Caligioni, by the way. We're talking about our own Sam. We have a Sam, too. He's not the only Sam, you know. Sam the douche. Well, people thinking that I got Sam and sitting on me. The predicament. I would just like to Sam. clarify to the chat room that every time I don't feel good, it does not mean that I'm pregnant. <laughs> That was the just thing, period. But. Do you know how many emails I got <laughs> after that either. day you wore that boob shirt of people going, why didn't you take a better picture of Bevo's boobs? Yeah. You guys know that there's a lot of boobs on the internet that have no shirt covering them. Are you pregnant, Bevo? I'm not. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> no. I don't know. You guys just keep doing that rhythm method. 
Whatever. Just wait for you to come in one day <laughs> and Sam just say, well, I don't know. I, 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 I was there and I went, ah, I thought it was fine. For two people who have no rhythm whatsoever, we should not practice that method. There's another name for the rhythm method. It's called parenthood. Parenting. I've heard that. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I was, I was doing fine. Anyway. It all came out eventually. I saw it. It fell out. Oh, gross. <laughs> All right, we've got, uh, <laughs> with that, we've got Tim and Rich from Pintly.com on the line with us. Hey, fellas, how are you? Doing well, how are you? Hey, guys, how are you doing? We're doing Great. all right. All right, I think we have Tim as the loud one. <laughs> Coming through loud and clear. Yeah, they tell me that sometimes. <laughs> and Rich is there <laughs> off in the in the background. You're going to have to speak loud, Rich. Sure, sure. I'm shouting from the background here. Hello, guys. There we go. <laughs> All right, so you guys created Pintly.com. Why don't you tell us what that is? Sure. Uh, so Pintly.com is a, uh online beer community, um, and the goal is to help beer drinkers find the perfect beer for them. Uh, so you sign up for free, you rate some beers you like, and we'll give you personalized beer recommendations. Uh, so it works kind of the way Netflix recommends movie or movies or Pandora recommends beer. Got it. Yeah, we kind of Tasty had kind of come in and said, "Oh, it's it's like Pandora because yeah. you go, you know, with Pandora, if you don't know what it is, uh, don't know why I'm plugging them, but I use it a lot. Uh, you go to Pandora and you punch in, say, your favorite artist, and then it builds a radio station around that artist. But as it plays songs, you can give those songs a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And essentially, the more you do it, the more Pandora knows about you and your your listening uh, trends. So it 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 tailors the station as you go. So Pintly." Am I getting it right? It's about the same thing? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I came up with the idea in early 2008, and you know, I had just gotten back from Germany, and I fell in love with the craft beer scene there. Um, and you really can find a good beer in just about any bar or restaurant in Germany. And I, I came back, and I kind of discovered that that just wasn't the case here, um, which was funny because as I kind of looked into it, I realized that you know, America really is on the forefront of, of brewing great beer and, and – we brew some of, you know, without a doubt, the best beers in the world. Uh, but it's a lot harder to find. And so what I discovered was, uh, you know, since most people didn't know about it and I had a passion for it, I really wanted to develop something that would help people kind of f- find out about the craft beer scene, uh, start learning about it, and start tapping into their tastes. Um, and that's kind of our, our slogan for the website, just tap into your taste, uh, because we want to help people connect with what excites them in, as individuals. Got it. So... I'm usually I'm pretty skeptical about these things, new websites to come out, anything that doesn't have anything to do with the brewing network. <laughs> you got to be uh, tend to be skeptical. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't like these. Uh, and I know there's some people here that agree with me. I, I'm not big on the beer rating sites. You know where you go and you you bash a beer or you or you you know. Um, sure. So I'm always skeptical about that. So and I went today to check out Pintly, and I signed up for it. And which, by the way, is a simple thing to do. You just little username, and it's free, and give give them your email. Um, and I kind of got sucked into it, man, because it's really quick and easy, and it did awesome. not require me to make any. I didn't have to type anything. I just had to do a bunch of clicking. So yeah. <laughs> that's the idea. It was and- a great idea. Like you have lazy douches like me in mind when you create that. <laughs> You know. Well, and not just lazy people, although we definitely get our fair share of those, but also people who don't know a ton about craft beer. Um, and the idea is when you're rating it, you're not saying this beer is good or this beer is bad. You're saying, I like this or I don't. Um, and, and we really believe that for any given beer, there's someone who's going to love it and there's someone who's not. And that's oh, okay. Sure. 
Um, and what we're trying to do, again, is just connect you with the beers that you like, and we want to make it as simple as possible. So, you know, just like, like you said, when you sign up, all you have to do is click around a little bit, and you'll start getting personalized recommendations. Um, but then again, if you want to go and, you know, start using the site more in depth, you have an opportunity to write tasting notes, to save beers to your favorites list, to your wish list, to, to participate with other people on the community. And you really get a sense of, of the depth of the beer community as well. Well, and so just to kind of attest to the ease of it, too, and how you, how simple it is to become a part of the community quickly. So right when I signed up, I, I log in, and it I think it took me instantly uh, to a page that already had 15 or so recommendations right on it. Hmm. And I think what it was is they weren't recommendations for me. It didn't know anything about me yet. It was a place to start so that I could rate some beers. Some beers you may have had. That I, that I may have had. I see. Because what I, when I thought about it, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I got to, I've got to get this program to get to know me. I'm going to need to set aside 30 minutes of my day to go start using a new service. <laughs> right. Probably. So that kind of stuff is daunting to me because that's 30 minutes that I could spend um, doing other things that I do. Yeah, <laughs> like standing. <clears throat> right. But – it instantly had all these these beers right there. All I had to do was click uh, pint glass one through five. It was so. Here's the rating system. It goes. Uh, you can give it a thumbs down, which right. I like, by the way, because I love that. It's, there are certain brands even that I'm like, yeah, thumbs down to you. Oh yeah, in Beth. Yeah. Uh, can you permanently you, do it to every all the whole brand? Like, don't even show I, me this one again. I don't know. What does it do? What does it tell the program when I press thumbs down, guys? Sure. So, thumbs down would mean that you, uh, you you pretty much have no preference whatsoever for that beer. You, you totally, completely would never want to drink that beer again. Okay. I hated it. Okay. What, See, what, what did you that. think it meant? I mean, no, it, it, well, because there is. A, let me. I'll tell you why I asked. Because right above that, there's I strongly disliked it. Mm. So I thought, wow, if I strongly dislike it or I thumbs down it, what's you know what's the difference? Right. But thumbs down means eliminate this from any future recommendations, right? Yep, exactly. Just don't and, like it. Okay. I hope to and never so see what we this do beer is, again. Is you know over time after you rate you know fifteen twenty beers, which like you said only takes really a minute or two. Yeah. Um, you know we start to get a sense of all right, this is clearly something you like. This is clearly something you don't like. Um, and the more you use it, the more accurate it gets at giving you suggestions about what you should try. Well, okay, so let me go through the ratings just a little bit more because JP okay. found the rating system a little bit contentious. Yep. But here we ha- here's what we have. So there's thumbs down. I hated it. Uh, then there's uh, I strongly disliked it. Then there's I disliked it. Then it goes to I liked it. I really liked it. And I loved it. Or as I would say, I really fucking liked it. Uh <laughs> So those are the we ratings. We did think about using that, but uh, we, <laughs> we decided maybe it wouldn't be a good idea to put that on the website. Can we customize, customize those by user? I mean, we do like that language. We understand that better. So. Ooh, that would be a good feature yeah. if you can dumb it down for blokes like us. Yeah, yeah, like just the stuff to shit. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so there you go. So, so right when I logged in, I had this whole page of beers, and all I had to do is go down the ones that I liked, uh, that I had had, and click one of those ratings. And before I knew it, my recommendations page, like this is how I got sucked in because I thought it was kind of cool. The more I rated, the more recommendations I got. I have six pages of recommendations now already, and I spent 
like I just spent like 20 minutes clicking buttons. When I spoke to Tim and Richard uh, before the show, they said that their users, that's the thing they like the most, is how quickly you get recommendations and then how accurate those recommendations are. Yeah. So, so Jeff, tell me, uh, what, what is your problem with the rating system? Well, uh, my problem with the rating system is, is I am a little wishy-washy when it comes to you know, certain things. Like, what do you want to watch? You know, let's go to a movie. Let's get dinner. I don't know what I want to eat. All that kind of bullshit. Okay. And I would... Uh, top or bottom. Originally, top or bottom, right? Uh, when I'm with you. And uh, I would originally <laughs> liked... Uh, I, I liked it. And then I kind of liked it or I have no preference or something. And then I dislike it because I'm a big pussy when it comes to that. But thinking about it now, I kind of, I kind of almost really like the, the fact that you have to... It forces you. Tell me something, dude. Like, yeah. yes or no. Like, so don't give me wishy-washy. So you wanted a button. I want the Charlie in, Brown version. You wanted something in between I liked it and I disliked it. Yeah. I want like a... I be, kind of didn't I just dislike didn't care. it. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> example was Lidemann's, you know, quote, sour beer. The framboise. The framboise. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of like it, but I kind of don't hate it. I don't dislike it, but I kind of don't like it. You know what I mean? So, and I kind of, <laughs> you know, but you know what I mean. That beer is is like there. You're like, yeah, I, I, uh. so Tim Rich, why couldn't there be 150 descriptors for every beer? Yeah, yeah it, one to 100, <laughs> or at least you know, good, not good for me, good for somebody. Else. I give it a 56. All right. Tell us why sure. you picked so, just these. So, so uh, you know, we we suppose that there could be, and we actually this was something that we did talk about a lot, and and we talked to a bunch of our users, and we found that the vast majority of them said, "Make a damn decision already." Uh, a few of them said, "All right, I want I want to be able to say yeah, I kind of like it. I'm not really sure, uh, but most people said make a decision, and because that's the case, we wanted to make the interface as easy to use for for the most people, right. for the smart um, people, and so that's how we designed it. Yeah. Uh, the bottom line is, if you pick if you pick a three, um, that's okay, and if that to you means I'm not totally sure, that's all right. Um, the the uh, Alpha numerical descriptions uh, yeah. that go with each of those ratings uh, really are, are more for your reference than anything else. Okay. So one of our – now, by, now, by the way, uh, we ended up kind of talking about it. And to me, you do either like it or dislike it. Right. Because if you kind of like it – You like it. You like it. That's right. Right. And you don't dislike it. So I'm okay with the rating system. I, was, I actually did think about it a little bit like JP at first, but then I thought, well, if I kind of like it, I like it. But then you started using your whole brain? <laughs> and then, yes, yeah. I used my whole brain. Well, I would imagine it's a lot like being consistent within yourself. Like if you always – a three is always a three. Right. Like, now, to me, they're almost all black and white. Like I'd, I'd have that beer again or I wouldn't. It's to me like or not like. Okay. Because there's so many beers to go through. Right. Yeah. Well, so but now this is kind of my question, guys, because many of the beers end up a three. The vast majority of them end up being a three. Sure. So, is the program able to learn about me if I'm giving so many beers a three? Yeah, it says you're wishy washy. It is. <laughs> okay. um, so, so it does start. It does start learning about you. Um, the caveat on that is that it probably won't make as many suggestions for you um, because we want to suggest things that you're going to love. Um, so while we will occasionally suggest things that maybe you'll just kind of like, um, the program tends to suggest things that we think you'll be really excited about. Um, and over time, it tries to get more accurate at saying, all right, these are things you're going to be just thrilled about. You'll absolutely love them. You're going to want to tell all your friends about it. Okay. Um, so we'll start learning. Um but it might learn what not to recommend as opposed to what to recommend. I see. And by the way, I just ranked I loved it and hearted 
West Vleteran 8. I hearted it. That's oh. a big deal. Nice. Oh. Because nice. you know what I'm going to do then, plus? since I'm following you. Yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to see then I'm going to refresh my homepage. And then Justin just... Crossley added West Vleteran 8 to their favorites and there's a heart in it. I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> so by hearting, I've added a beer to. I, I not hearted only can it. give it the top ranking, but I add it to my favorites. And I guess we can. I have JP stalking me. We can yeah. follow each other. <laughs> and Wait a bit. I'm not, not only that, I'm going to f- share it on my Facebook. That I, you can't share what I did on your. Facebook. No, I'm sharing the fact that I rated it, that I loved it, and I hearted it on my Facebook. I see. I I love this. I think it's really well done interface. It's an awesome program. See, rated Westfield an eight. Eight five what's filler an eight five out of five pints. I'm telling you, I got sucked and into I'm gonna, this thing for like forty five minutes today. And I'm gonna like my own <laughs> comment on Facebook. No, I I'm just have, digital masturbation right now. <laughs> I don't have the screen in front of me. Is there a way to click and get more details about the beer? Like the it has ta- its um, origin, its origins, its small profile, question. stuff like that. Yep, you can it's, read it's other there. people's so if notes. You, if you click on the beer name, oh. uh, you'll get all the details about oh, it as well. Great, nice. Uh, let's see. Let me try that. I'm clicking on West Vletter and eight, and you can uh, you can put your own notes in there too. Oh, nice. And so oh, you can read other read people's them. notes. Nice. Yeah. And yep, uh, yep, you, you can really drill it the, down. Yep. If you want, you go to the my case notes section. You could write a little blurb about you know what you thought about it, or mm-hmm. you know that that could be a, a standard case note where you're describing how it tastes, kind of for other people, or you can make it more right. personal of. You know, remind yourself where you had it or what you liked in particular about it. And then you rate it on those other six features of the, the taste, texture, drinkability, value, and all of that aroma. Nice. And then you so, can even, it, there's a checkbox and it says notify me when others write taste notes for it, too. So you can kind of keep track of it. All right. kind of dig nice. it. It's really a good interface. Uh, here's yeah. another personal conflict that I had with the program. I had I'm to. Blind. Well, it's because. Uh, <laughs> Do you have a Braille version because of your I, site? Because I don't like the beer rating sites. Um, I had to convince myself that this isn't a rating site for somebody else. It's a it's a rating site for me. But here's more specifically: uh, there are brewers that I know in the industry who are personal friends of mine, and their beer came up, and I there I don't love all of their beers, and I felt guilty not rating it as a good <laughs> beer because on a public site uh, where you're rating for others to see you know i would maybe stretch the truth a little about yeah. how much i enjoy <laughs> that beer um but on this i had to really be comfortable with just giving a beer a bad rating whether or not the brewer was my friend yeah justin tell me if you disagree with this but i think that rating sites in general whatever they're for tend to polarize you know people will go on yelp for example if they had a really shitty experience or a really great experience but sort of nothing in between right and this site doesn't polarize so much right you're allowed to be in between because it's really it the site is for you personally every right. recommendation you give is just to f- discover more beer for yourself but i had to get over that yeah. hump yeah and it's it's also to keep track of what you've been up to with beer, too, because, you know, you, you, you try 200 beers or something like that, or, or some of our users, I think our number one user is, has rated, you know, 1,300 beers or something like that. You can't really remember how you felt about all of those. Right. So unless, unless you're keeping track, you're going to be at a bar thinking like, oh, did I like that that time? Or was that that other beer that has a similar looking bottle and I really just don't remember? And, you know, that's an excellent point because even as I went down my ratings, at at first I was just so excited to see what recommendations I would get. I ranked everything that I have tasted before. But after a little while, I thought, I know I've had that beer, but I don't remember. 
I'm not, I stopped ranking beers that I couldn't remember because I thought you're only cheating yourself, Justin. If you if you rank a beer that you can't remember, I'm going to end up with recommendations that aren't accurate. So I stopped doing that. So what'd you do? I just I skipped them. Wish so, list? No, <laughs> no, because I it, maybe some no. that you know that I've not had, but no, I don't think I have anything in my wish list actually. Uh, but what you do. you do is you just. You just leave them in your your recommendation list until you're ready to rank them, right, guys? I mean, you don't have to do anything with them. Yep, that's yep. that's exactly right. Okay. Um, you know, and Justin, one other thing to keep in mind is, uh, you know, we plan the site uh, with the idea that some people would want to be a little bit more private about about their ratings. So if you go into and edit your profile, you can actually mark your profile as private, and then people can't uh, see how you've rated beers. Okay. So if you want the privacy around it, you've got that option. Uh, See, I need you know, that we, because oh, yeah. w- what happens when I have uh, every brewing company in the world sponsoring this program, and then they see that I'm <laughs> ranking their beers as shit? <laughs> well, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> sure. And we and we understand that that's an issue. At the same time, I think one of my goals and one of Rich's goals is to to change that paradigm a little bit and and help people understand that you know no matter how good the brewer is, if you don't happen to like a style, you're not going to like that beer. And that's okay. Right, right. Now, if I make my uh, my my ratings private, can can my stalkers see? Can can my friends see what I'm ranking? So if you if you follow them back, then they can see. But right. uh, okay. nobody that you followed back, nobody that you haven't followed back, can see them. I, I just see. started following Mills and Bug Eater. Really, the listeners yeah. are already starting. Already to, signing yeah. up. Yeah. It's going to be a BN Army. Uh, you know attention. what I? You know what I'd love is uh, a way to post the, a link to your wish list on Facebook. So maybe I like, like that for too. Christmas. Yeah, someone can give me some beers. Hey, do you guys think that you can change the follow button to say stock? Stock. <laughs> <laughs> Just another personal. Maybe, yeah, a little yeah. tweak. Yeah, but I mean like a yep, stock. Of I, I'm taking notes, guys. We'll make sure we get on that. <laughs> Good. I think we just They're need illegal. a douchey BN Army version <laughs> with all of these things. Tasty? When, uh, when when you do like a beer, what parameters about that beer are you tracking? I assume you take each beer and you what you have some statistics, like it's IBUs, it's, it's whether it's malt forward, hop. I mean, some sort of uh, some sort of dynamic that you can cross-reference, right, with other beers. Uh, what what do you capture about each beer? What do you store? Yep, so, so we've got... You know, most of that standard information. So we know the the ABV, um, mm-hmm. the IBUs. Um, we also, for a lot of the beers, we have an idea of the malt profile as well. Um, and this is actually a good question because it uh, lets me make a little bit of an announcement, which is that we have just launched the preliminary version of our free accounts for brewers. Um, and that lets them actually go and manage their profile on Pintly and kind of manage their presence. Um, so it's in uh, it's in testing right now. But if any brewers happen to be listening, they can definitely uh, contact us via the website and start managing their profiles as well. Because we want to get uh, as much information about each brand as possible um, and, and each individual beer as possible because that's valuable for our users. Well, if their beer is rated on there, they're going to want to be uh, looking at it for sure. A- absolutely. Yeah. Your fourth uh, most active user looks like she might be a hot chick. Oh, really? Let me go. Let me go to home. You notice that, JP? No, but I'm going to follow stalker. <laughs> She's rated two. <laughs> hit the stalk button on that one. Um, Where do you see this information, Tim? Uh, Rich, leave it to us to turn your site into a <laughs> dating site. <laughs> oh, maybe that's the a internet, good spin off. Pintly yeah. dating. No. Where do you see this? <laughs> Uh, if you click Community? on your home, yeah. just click on home if you're logged in as you. 
I and got, then you have most active users up on the right there. See, but I don't. That's changed to most active friends. Ah, because I'm because following you've, people. You followed now. people. It's like a you and uh, motivated slacker and Mills and Bug. Okay. None of you are hot chicks. No, sorry about that. Are you though? So, and I am curious. You know, just to kind of elaborate more on on Tasty's question, I'm, I'm I am curious how the algorithm works. Um, one question that came through from the chat, for example, is how many times do you have how many beers do you have to rate before you're really getting accurate recommendations? Sure. Um, and the to some extent, that's going to vary from user to user. Um, and if you're somebody who has a very, very particular um, set of preferences, it might take a little bit longer. But generally, most people find that they start getting pretty accurate recommendations after we've rated like 25, 30 beers. So it really is pretty quick. You know what? Uh, going back, Jay, to what you were saying about uh, you've left a beer in there where you know you've had the beer, but you can't remember the details about it. Yeah. That's where I think I like the rating system because either you liked it no, you didn't like it. I see. So you I, know I mean, like, do you know, you remember if you hated it or if you kind of liked it or if you thought it was pretty good? Actually, a lot of them I couldn't even remember that. Really? <laughs> yeah. I discovered <laughs> one, another cookie. one thing I discovered <laughs> through the recommendations is I've really tried a lot of beer. What? I mean, tons and tons of different beers. Yeah. So at first, when I only had two pages, I thought, well, this program isn't really going to find beers for me mm. because I've had... Uh, but I'm so much better than it, right? <laughs> better. But now I have six or seven pages of recommendations that are almost entirely filled with beers that I've never had. Or they're filled right. with beers that I don't remember ha- having uh, or, or hmm. what my tasting notes might have been. So, That's interesting. Yeah. No, tasting notes I agree, but I think the, the like, you know, lo- really liked, didn't like. I think it works for that, too. Uh, to so me, I think can, it would be can, fun just to go back to it. I can go, oh, well, I'd like to try that beer again I, anyway, I agree. and then I'll come back and rank it. I agree, but it's also just to get you going right away. You don't need to, ha- you know, you don't have to go back. You don't have to look at it. If you notes. can it's remember right if you there. liked it or not. Yes. That's true. If you, yeah. Now, does this does the system sort of like uh, force you to be like uh, style specific? Like, do I, if I like lagers and all the delicacies of a lager as much as I like you know, really strong IPAs. Is it going to be confused as to what my my beer tastes are, or will it sort of categorize those uh, preferences within general styles? You'd be drinking brown ales the rest of your life. Mm. Would, it, would it ever yeah. recommend me uh, pilsners and uh, triple IPAs to me on the same page? Sure, sure, oh, yeah. it will. Cool. Um, so the the system's not style based, and I think that was one of the things that uh, that we really wanted to make sure happened because because the fact of the matter is, at least I don't know anybody who just likes one style. Um, we don't care about them anyway. They, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're not real beer drinkers. You know, and I think what we what we really want to do is is help you discover new things, and maybe it'll even be a beer in a style that you don't think you like. Yeah. Uh, but if you try it, and it turns out to be maybe a little bit more complex than something uh, that you had tried before from that style, maybe you do like it. Yeah. Let me give you an example, Tasty. All right. Here's my first page of recommendations. Petrus Aged Pale Ale is the first one, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I love it. <laughs> uh, Pliny the Younger is my second one. Mm. All right, so two uh, very different beers. I do like Pliny the Younger. I'm going to go ahead and rate that one. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I go down to the Angel Share from Lost Abbey. Uh, scrolling down more, one. I've got a couple of stouts on there. Uh, scrolling down more gets to Russian River Beatification, uh, which, by the way, is quite possibly the best sour ever produced in America. I will be harding it. And uh, <laughs> then there's some Hefeweizens oh, there in follower. there. There's some, hop, some more hoppy beers. Uh, so 
So how accurate would you it's, say it is? It's all over yeah, the place. Yeah, it's all over the board. Well, that's really interesting. Rec- and you know what? And they're all good beers. Well, some of these beers, since a lot of these I haven't had, I don't know how accurate it is yet. But I will say that it's picking top-notch breweries and some some top beers that I've heard of. So I tend to think it's it's getting pretty accurate. And of the ones on there that you have had, you would say most of them are are sort of right on, or half of them, or that I have had. Yeah, Um, I would say that about mine. Yeah, I think they're pretty damn close. Actually, they are pretty close. And you know, say we think you might like it. You know, or you will like it, or you will love it, and, yeah, uh, and yeah. you know, of course, it's going to take. You know, the more data you give it, the more the the better it's going to learn uh, from you. But who decides? So far, it's pretty good. You know, I'll say it's more accurate than my Pandora stream. Oh, my, yeah, mine too yeah, already. Yeah. Who designed the algorithm that 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 learns about us? Sure. So uh, our third partner, Shannon, uh, was uh, one of my friends growing up, and uh, I came uh, I came to him with the idea in in uh, early two thousand eight, and he he developed the algorithm. Okay, it was a great time for uh, starting up a new business. So yeah. the timing perfect on that one. Well, and let me ask you this because uh, at least Tim, you, this is your full time gig now, right? Yep, it is. And actually, actually all three of us are now full time uh, doing Pintly. So. What's the business model? Because I don't see advertising being thrown at me, and I didn't have to pay <laughs> you to use it. Um, can, do you mind me asking that? Sure. Uh, so we can tell you a little bit, not a ton yet, um, and you'll probably see uh, what the full business model is in about a month or two. Um, but you know, one of our goals, besides helping make craft beer more accessible to the public at large, was helping the industry. And what we really wanted to do was help brewers and bars kind of tell their stories and connect with drinkers. Um, so that's kind of the center of our business model. Um, I can't tell you too much more beyond that yet, uh, but I will say that it's not a traditional advertising model. We're not going to kind of spam our users with lots of ads. Um, and you'll really see some pretty unique features that are useful for you brewers and bars, but are also useful for users as well. Okay. So in some ways, without putting words in your mouth, it, it sounds to me like uh, breweries might get involved in, in paying because they're being promoted. Their beer is is accessible through your site, and so they might have to pay some sort of membership fee or something just to be on the site. Uh, someone's yep. got to pay um, some cash. We're not, I'll, I'll say this. We are definitely not going to remove any brewery uh, if they're not a, a paying member. Um, but there will be some premium features for brewers and bars that uh, – uh, that they can pay for to help uh, connect a little bit more do- directly with drinkers. Got it. I understand. And that's you know that's a tough line for you to walk. So I, I don't envy you uh, because for one you don't want to if you really want it to be an accurate uh, a search you can't exclude beer. Um, you have to have it all in there. Uh, then again you you need to make some some profit. So I, d- I definitely don't envy you. That's a tough line you're walking. Um, but I yeah. like it. If you're offering services to these brewers, then perfect. I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> yep, we uh, we have a, a guarantee that it's always going to be free for users, so Great. we'll never change that. I love that. Now, anything else about the future of Pintly? Where do you see this going? I mean, is it just going to be well, the premier uh, Pandora-type uh, beer service? Well, I mean, well, we did just launch the preliminary versions of those three accounts that we kind of talked about before, Um and we have a, a lot of new features that are launching for users as well, um, on top of what Tim just talked about a little bit with the, the premium features for the brewers. Um, we, I can't talk too much about it again, but, uh, okay. no it really is the, the, the ultimate goal really though is to just 
you know, make sure that we're helping bringing craft beer to the community at large and uh, helping the whole country realize how much great beer we have here and, and helping people find it and helping those brewers connect directly with the people that want to drink it. Those really are the ultimate goals. Um, and everything that we do from here on out and from the beginning is all really centered around that. Oh, I love it. That's a good program. I now have eight pages of uh, recommendations to go through. I think I should uh, quit my day job and just start tasting beer again. So a couple of things. I, you don't have a day job. Oh. See, how do you have eight? I have three. You got to keep going, man. You got to write. I am. I bet you I've had more than you. <laughs> go ahead, Tim. Sorry. Sure. Uh, a, a couple of things that we can tell you. Um, one of them is that uh, we're planning on very soon expanding to a couple of other devices. So we're, we're on the web. Um, we also have a, a mobile app that works on just about any mobile phone with an internet connection. Oh, yeah. I had a question app. come through about that. How do people get your app? Sure. Sure. So um, and you can get the you can go to um, m.pintly.com from any mobile phone or on your iPhone. You can go in the app store and download our app, which is free. Um, we're, we'll be coming out on Android shortly and a couple of other devices as well. Um, and in addition to that, uh, we ran a, a promotion during the Great American Beer Fest giving away uh, craft beer for a year. Um, and we've uh, decided to make it one of our goals that we will be uh, giving away free beer on a kind of an ongoing basis. Um, so that will be coming soon as well. Nice. Uh, so if you like free beer. I feel like a blogger. <laughs> free beer is good. Very good. Um, I'm just looking. I can't help but just keep looking through my recommendations. Yeah, hard, 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 hard. We didn't. Uh, so people asked it. also, um, could you make, uh, is there a way to make your search regionalized so that you can find recommendations of beers available in your state? Is that an option? Sure. So that's that's one of the features that's uh, going to be coming out very, very shortly. Um, we've got most of the code in place for that. And uh you know, one of the, one of the things you can already do is just go uh, look by location, um, and so we're going to be expanding that as well. So if you go um, and actually type in a search term, so I'll just type in, um, let's just try Imperial Stout. Yeah. When the page loads, you'll notice on the right hand side you've got some filters, um, and so we're we're working on expanding that to give you some more options um, as to how you can can see uh, those regionalized options. I see. Yeah, because that'll be helpful. I mean, for me, I like seeing them from all over the place, yeah. but maybe I'm going to travel to yeah. a region uh, next week. Say Texas. I, I just want to know what's in Texas. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, nothing. Absolutely. How much? <laughs> I can tell you that <laughs> A right lot now. of rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> right. White uh, people. Well, it's a, you guys have done a great job. I, t- I tell you, I'm a skeptic about these these uh, newfangled websites. But, uh, <laughs> and things. You guys did a great job on this. Yeah. Good idea. Well, thank you. Very easy to use. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to keep using it. All right, go to pintly.com. It's easy to use. You can also go to m.pintly.com on your mobile phone. Or if you have an iPhone, um, you can download their free app in the iTunes store. So uh, lots of different ways to use it. And it does say that it's still in beta. Uh, so obviously you guys are just making a lot of changes and trying to improve where you can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It sounds like the next couple of months are going to be uh, pretty big for Pintly. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, you, users should stay tuned. We've got some big stuff coming. I love. It. I'm going to so link this off of our site somehow because I want people to use it. I think it's really cool. Well, thanks so much. I'll keep using it too. All right, Tim and Rich from Pintly.com. Thanks for spending time with us. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. All right, there you go. I don't use any brewing stuff. 
No, neither do I. I use Beersmith. You can go to Beersmith.com and get yourself a uh, 21-day free trial brewing software. He also has a new homebrew book out. Oh, really? Um, uh, it's a, it's all from uh, from his blog over the last few years. It's kind of a best of uh, in recipes and uh, homebrewing information from the Beersmith blog. Go to Beersmith.com. Uh, it's the better brewing software. I'd check it out. Uh, but other than that, I don't use uh, really any of those beer programs, you know? I don't rate I don't rank. I, I don't. don't uh, I don't care what they rate or what <laughs> yeah. they rank. You yeah. don't find. Yeah. Do you use any beer site stock uh, forums? Uh, I don't mean that, but I mean any kind of software. Uh, sometimes I'll go on. Oh, for what? For anything? I, finding beer, brewing beer. For what? I've got a couple of apps for finding beer. Okay. I'm not real happy with them, but I, I usually try to check, and then I get frustrated. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I just put the the pintly one on my phone. Can't wait to go try it. Oh yeah, I gotta get that. I gotta get both too. my brothers on that because they'll call me. And say, what about this? Uh, <laughs> look on your phone. Hmm. Now I have a whole page of Imperial. St- I think this must be an error. Oh, well, I see why. You, uh, you searched. Uh, I searched Imperial Stout. That's why. <laughs> it's not my recommendations anymore. Not an error to clarify. Yeah, not an error. Are they all the same. Works different? flawless. There's a lot of different ones. I like it, and and so here you can link right to your Facebook. Facebook. Is that what you did, Jip? You linked it? That's how you were able to share your... So now, in my news feed, am I going to see 150 things from JP? No, because it, it, it you have to tell it which one you want to, to post. It doesn't just it doesn't uh, just post okay. everyone. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Because you don't want to become beer spam guy. No. You yeah. don't want to be the Farmville of beer. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone watch my posts, please. I'm going on vacation. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to take us a quick break. When we come back, we're going to start talking about base malt. You can learn everything you need to know about base malt, or at least some things, and uh, <laughs> and more. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The, the Time Brewers. When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 1842 in the province of Bohemia. Yo, this era jerky. All the beers is murky. What ho, friends, a male alewife. 
I don't know what I'm doing, so I got this dark malt, yeah? More stinky dark beer, yeah! No, sir! Please, wait! Just a moment! Hi! A package from the future? From Northern Brewer! Use the Pilsner malt, my good man! And the Sats Hob, sucker! They ain't noble like Queen Victoria, but you can use Sterling from Portland to Astoria. Let your war caramelize and let melanodins harmonize in a long boil. Keep your starter undercover with aluminum foil. Boo. And use it thou some bog myrtle. Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and get your nasty ass bog myrtle back to the dark ages, brother Abelard. Hey, this golden lager with the happy hops pretty damn good. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we did. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of the Time Brewers. Ewa, what's your feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Yeah! If you're just tuning in, you've been missing a great show. First, we had Sam Caligioni on the line from Dogfish Head and the new show Brewmasters. Uh, you can see that Thursday nights at 8, prime time. And uh, then we just talked to Pintly over at Pintly.com. Check it out. It's a software that works, uh, gets to know you and your beer preferences and recommend beers for you. I love it. It's a great piece of software. I will be using it. Uh, so I do recommend you checking it out. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, also, you should, uh, uh, if you missed any portion of this program and you're just tuning in, I know that we did have a, a server issue there in the beginning. Probably all of Sam's, glitch. All of Sam's fans might have crashed the site. Who knows? Uh, this show will be available uh, for download bright and early Monday morning, even late tonight, actually, so you can hear the whole show. Uh, you can also go over to justin.tv slash brewing network and watch the video. Uh, it, uh, it archives the video. And that is streaming right now, which is where you should be listening and telling your friends to listen over at justin.tv slash brewing network, um, because I guess the other stream wasn't working. Also, That's everybody correct. should uh, read my blog. I uh, do a little summary of the show and throw some pictures in there in the BN Army blog, so check that out. That's uh, true. Every well. uh, every week there is a supplement to the Sunday session that Scott puts together for us. It has post-show interviews uh, with famous people like JP. Hi. And uh, it also has pictures from the show and of famous uh, people of cleavage. If we can, mm. if we can sneak one in every now and then, and uh, et cetera, and so forth. Why don't we just hold her down and take and pictures? On and on. We can do. It's that. the same. Yeah. Try that. We'll try that this week. All right. 
All right, 888-401-BEER. That's where you ask questions. We're about to move on to our homebrew portion of the program, and uh, we're going to be talking about base malt today, kind of getting back to our Brewing Network roots uh, and giving you some good old-fashioned instruction about how to brew good beer. And what we thought we'd do is a series on ingredients, and uh, this will kind of be in place of our mini-topic each week. We're going to uh, cover as a mini-topic different ingredients each week. Uh, we're going a little more broad this week and covering a few different, uh, four different base malts, actually, to get you started in, uh, well, the, the really the base of, of every recipe. So, Doc, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about base malts and why they're important? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one of the things when I started out brewing, uh, all the different malts was kind of undaunting because you know how much of this how much of those you didn't know that hey you're not supposed to use 10 pounds of crystal and stuff like that because it wasn't really defined at first to me what is what uh, as far as the percentages and things right the base malt is your backbone and it's most of your malt um it can't it can be all the malt like in a pilsner like all all pilsner malt all nice yellow beer or it can be the big chunk of uh, Pilsner malt or lager malt in a stout, if you really wanted to, and then flavor it with some other things. But it, it's what's going to give you your enzymes for conversion uh, and your sugar and, and starch backbone. Uh, what's going to give you your fermentables are the most part of that. Okay. Where the other uh, grains are more for flavoring and tweaking that flavor and mouthfeel and things. Okay. So that, not that these are plain Jane, they're all the same uh, yellowy kind of beer, and it's all, you, you can just interchange them because there's going to be differences on those. <coughs> but all these need to be mashed. Uh, the, the sugars haven't been converted yet. They're all still unusable at this point, or most of it in there by the, by the yeast. And uh, so your base malt is kind of what you start with, your bulk. So as opposed to other uh, specialty grains, which right. we'll get into down the road, mm-hmm. those don't have to be mashed. They can just be steeped. Yes. Okay. And so, yeah, the uh, extract brewers can't really use these. You can't just steep these. Okay. Uh, not not to any, any point. Any, that's why they have the mini mash. So you have to actually do a little small mash and then add it to your extract. And it really does make a big difference. And you don't have to go full tilt into into home into all grain brewing. Yeah. With that one. That's how I I moved up. If you go back in the archives, you can listen to the mini mash show yeah. and I did it in a bucket on my counter, you know, just to get it, some experience with with mashing. You don't have to do it with a bucket. You can just use the biggest pot you have next to your brew pot, whatever's in there, and then just put it in the oven. And okay. the oven on low will keep it at that temperature for an hour and then you just rinse it out. And, and that'll it doesn't really make a big difference in your in the taste of your beers. So you don't have to go all full grain, just all grain just jumping right into it. You can use that and, and by doing a mini mash you can start using these these uh base malts. Okay. All right, so the base malts that we've chosen to talk about today, um, and it, it's it's pretty broad. It's going to cover uh, most of what you guys will be using here, um, and that that's Pilsner malt, um, your basic two row malt, uh, Maris Otter, which is a, a form of two row barley malt, and uh, also Munich malt. And um, 
JP was uh, you know, this. This is a recommendation from JP, noting that a lot of times in in the homebrew shop or homebrewers that he he's spoken to, people don't know that Munich malt it can also be used as a base malt, not just as a um, an addition. Right. It's uh, it's it's got a lot of enzymes still in it, and it can be used as a base malt. You can make an all malt beer with uh, all Munich malt beer with that. It it does have less. Uh, the enzymes in there because it is kiln at a higher temperature to get that color and that flavor. Okay. As the as they kiln them at a higher temperature, you're going to get Burp. different flavors, more toasty flavors, things like that. But you're also killing off a lot of the enzymes. I see. So it's not going to have the power uh, that uh, some of these uh, paler, lower kiln ones are going to have. Right. But it's enough, and you wouldn't want to use a lot of adjuncts in something like that. It 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 it's usually have enough to convert itself. But if you start loading in a lot of corn or rice or things like that, it's it's going to overload it and it won't convert them. Won't have as enough. Much. Okay. It doesn't have enough, and you can compensate for that by putting some you know, lager malt in there or something with it. Well, let's hang on on that one. We'll come back to Munich malt. Let's start with your basic malt that I think most people will go all grain with their first time, and and that's probably just your basic two row malt. Yeah, American two row. Some American two row. Yeah, the, right. let's t- talk about that. All right, well, Turo, yeah, it's the heart of uh, many of the beers that we brew and love. Um, takes lots of forms. Uh, we associate a lot of those forms with uh, different manufacturers of Turo. Um, some I know are like Grar and Great Western, of course, Maris Otter, uh, Golden Promise, which I think is made by Simpsons. Uh, that's actually a Scottish, uh, Scottish malt. Um, yeah, it's the it's the workhorse of beer. It's got all the diastatic power that you could would probably would possibly need if you're as long as you're not using just too many crazy adjuncts. It's well, and just to if you don't mind me, just, oh, just backing up yeah. quickly because there are essentially two different types of, of of barley malt that are available to us. There's two row malt and there's six row right, malt, right? Right, right? And six row malt isn't uh, it? It could be used for brewing, but two row malt is is more known as as brewing malt. And there and there's a couple reasons for that. And and one is that the the enzymatic qualities in two row are are just perfect for for brewing. Uh, it will do its conversion for you. Whereas the six row, um, it can be thin. Um, it cannot yeah. have all the enzymes you need. Actually, the oh, it actually has a lot oh, it has more. Oh, it's the opposite. More. I see. But it can be husky. It can be, can be uh, harsh. It's going to have more protein. More, and more protein. And more yeah. protein. Yeah. Acids, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's there for the, the commercial brewers who are using lots of adjuncts, corn and rice. Got it. They need it for conversion. There's no six-row in Europe, for instance. All their beers right. are all done. And so okay. it, it's kind of the chicken or the egg here. We had a lot of brewers come over from especially Germany and things, and they had yeah. to start using the malt that they had around here right. and back then the most of it was six row so did they use the adjuncts to cut the harshness of the six row or did they have the adjuncts and the six row was perfect for it because it had all these extra enzymes and it could I help see. convert so which which one was first okay but it's not like tasty was saying it's not uh, your main kind of uh, your malt, even in, even in the United States here, except, right. for, ex- except, except for the big the guys. Big breweries, yeah. right. right. So we've moved to, to two-row. And so for intensive purposes as we go, we're, we're always talking about a two-row. And I just right. wanted to just clarify the two different kinds in uh, case anyone wanted to go way back. Right. And just as a, a, a comparison here, six-row uh, pill malt is 160 degrees a Littner, and uh, two-row is 140 degrees Littner. So it's percentage-wise, six-row is not that much more diastatic. I see. This is not, it's just more. That's all. Okay. Uh, there's a way to calculate if you know, like for instance, just say you're using a lot of corn in your mash, you can calculate the relative 
right, the relative weight, basically you multiply the number of pounds of grain you have times the Littner for each of the malts you're using, divide that by the total weight, and you'll get the average uh, Littner, you know, per pound of, of your mix, if you will. As long as that's above 30 Littner, you probably have enough diastatic power to take care of all the uh, unfermentable stuff you've got. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh uh, yeah, two row. Uh, it's it's. There's several like varieties that are planted. Uh, there's one called Clegg's. I guess that's one of the original ones that we mm-hmm. all know. There's Harrington. There's a B1202, which I think the big guys uh, had developed or something like that. But uh, most of the two row that we get in in sacks is uh, is generally uh, made by somebody else's standard. That is, as homebrewers, we don't have the power to say, well, I want to. A malt that's like this percent protein or that percent protein. So it's the bigger guys that are like uh, coming up with the actual blends of malts that they use to make the two row. It's a blend actually uh, to get these numbers to line up. It's a, you know again it's an agricultural product, so it's not always going to be the same. It has pretty large variances. Well, if you delivered uh, a different spec sheet of grain once a month to a brewery, they'd be all confused. They wouldn't know you know what what's going on here. Sometimes um. 10 points under my gravity, sometimes I'm 10 over. I can't, I can't make beer here. My labels say a certain thing. i got to make that beer. Mm. Uh, so they basically do a lot of blending to, to get the uh, the uh, base malt into like a manageable you know, mm-hmm. kind of number. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I always get stung by it all the time. I, always, uh, like I, you know, I buy my ingredients in more beer because it's real convenient and they're always fresh. And uh, once a year, I'll get like kind of blindsided. Like, whoa, why am I over on efficiency? Why am I way under? Yeah. And I, because now my process is like ironclad consistent, right? And uh, I always ask because I feel like I'm not out of line by asking. And sure enough, I, it's a different lot number. I call, the, I, I take it off the bag basically, and I get get with the uh, Great Western probably who I'm talking to, and they'll say, yeah, that's a new that's that just came out, and uh, they give me the specs on it, and I'll compare it to what I had. And sure enough, okay, it's because it got more starch available. I see, and I'm just getting a higher higher point. Um, some of the um, yeah, golden prince, uh, Belgian pale. That's another two row product. Uh, I think Castles it makes a, as an example. That's right, Castle uh-huh. Pale. Uh-huh. Use a lot of that in the pails that I do. I know. Um, what are there? Let's see. The Frenchies are getting all Belgian pale two row. Is that what they're using? Yeah, the yeah, because they get their stuff right from Belgium. Actually, yeah. that's the closest right. supplier for them, and they're getting the Belgian pale. It's, think, it's great malt. I think everybody should buy what's close to them. Uh, if you're making, uh, if you're just looking for base malt, then it's going to be. You know, less than ninety percent of your of your uh, grist, then your other specialty malts are going to take over the flavor. I mm. mean, if, if I, for instance, if I made a beer that was all Maris Otter and a beer that was all uh, just standard Great Western Two Row, I want to taste a different flavor in that Maris Otter. It's going to be more biscuity or something like that. But if I took and made both those beers and it had a, a just a five percent crystal and a little bit of Munich in it, all the, the specialty malts would just overpower that, that minor flavor that's in that very light base malt. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so, so your two row is just—it's a very usable. It's a workhorse. It's and, light. Uh, it's pretty neutral. And I think finding the right two row for your recipe, or or even the one that you really like, or that's local, is is really the fun in something as simple as two row. And that's kind of what brought me to to Maris Otter. Um, and so Maris Otter, I I really liked. Uh, <laughs> I almost said when I was a home brewer, but that's pretty accurate. <laughs> it's kind of accurate. retired already? A two-hit wonder? It really has been a long time, hasn't it? Um, uh, when, I got to, when I went to England this past time, I don't think I got to talk about this part of it. Um, I got to go to Tucker's Maltings in, in, um, in uh, England, and it's a small floor malting 
company. So they're still no. doing traditional floor malting. No, that is a blended malt. And, uh, and that's, malts. yes. Mm-hmm. And Maris Otter is one of their products. And by the way, uh, uh, Muntins, a great sponsor of our program, ha- puts out a great uh, Maris Otter product too. So if your local homebrew shop has Muntins, you're getting their mm-hmm. Maris Otter. Nice. Um, so getting to see the kind of malting process and what was involved in in the Maris Otter uh, got me excited about uh, uh, base malts like that and the flavor differences. I tasted uh, a handful of Tucker's uh, Maris Otter as it was being kilned. He let us kind of stick our heads into the kiln and, and grab out a handful. <laughs> that was the best malt I yeah. ever tasted in my life. It was really just amazing. Um, so a little bit of background about it. I was surprised to find out. I You know, I would have thought, okay, so brewing's been around for... You know, hundreds, thousands of years. Um, I would have thought something like Maris Otter's got a good uh, length of time on it too. Not really true. It came out in the '60s. Um, it, they they were they were just testing it in the '50s, and Maris Otter came out in in the '60s. It's um, uh, now it's the you know preferred uh, and and go to malt for traditional cask ale. Right. So if you talk to Camera over uh, uh, the campaign for for real ale mm-hmm. uh, over there in England, they'll tell you that that, that real ale better have Maris Otter in it, uh, you know, to 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 really fit the bill. Um, and it was bred by as as Tasty was kind of saying with these blendings, this was actually bred uh, from two different English malts, Proctor and Pioneer, were yeah. bred together in the 50s to come up with with um, Maris Otter. So turns out Maris Otter is not one of the uh, efficient two-row malts. So uh, it's great for this English real ale, right? Uh, that, that that you want a lot of flavor and a lot of body, and you, and you want this really high quality malt. But when you start to make a lot of beer, well, now all of a sudden Maris Otter actually becomes inefficient and expensive. And so that's kind of how uh, we've gotten away to other uh, more efficient and less expensive two rows. But there's still, uh, I guess, now one company owns um, the the rights essentially to Maris Otter. And uh, now it goes to different maltsters, don't get me wrong, but that company controls now Maris Otter from seed to to maltster. They make sure that the seed is pure and they watch and they and they specifically pick the farmers that are growing the Maris Otter. So it really has a pretty rich tradition that they're trying mm-hmm. to keep pure. Like the Germans, like it's yeah, like a, well, Vireman's the same way. I mean, they oh, really Vire, scrutinize yeah. those trucks. Yeah, you know, they turn away twenty trucks a day or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh right, the numbers. So. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So just making sure that it's a that it's high quality. Um, uh, it's very controlled. Um, it's used in all of the English styles of beers. Uh, you know, all the bitters, ordinary, best, extra special. Um, you've heard us talk about Maris Otter on various shows on the BN. So if you have, you know that it's it's slightly roasty. Um, which is because it's kilned uh, just a little hotter than, say, your, your, another two-row might be. Uh, there's a little caramel in there. It's nutty. And, uh, of course, as Jamil would say, it's, it's also biscuity. Um, and those are the qualities you're looking for out of a good Maris Otter. Uh, you know, if you, like a lot of American pale ales that we want to focus a little more on, on the hops and less on the yeast and things like that, you might go with a more basic American two-row, right? Um, yeah. But if you want to showcase like an English yeast or, or an English style, it better be a British pale malt. And, and, and Maris Otter is the premier British pale malt. Right. Um, you will pay just a little <clears throat> bit more for it. But on the homebrew scale, you're not talking about much here. You know, you're talking about a couple bucks, right, right. Um, in, your, in your whole recipe. Um, it can be used as 100% of the grain bill, as Doc mentioned, a lot of these uh, can. So can American two-row and these other things. Um, so you could use it a, a 100%, but... You know, no, then you, you really are getting a lot of that fruity, caramel, nutty, biscuity. It might be exactly what you're looking for, and that's what you're going to get if you use 100% of it. 
Um, and then also just to note that it is a fully modified malt. And you may have heard us talk about that in different shows um, about how it, it always comes up in the debate about whether or not we should still be doing decoction mashes or step mashes and things like that. Uh, with a fully modified malt like Maris Otter, um, it is perfect for a single infusion homebrew style mash. Um, and in fact, even though I think Doc does one, I think you'd agree that you don't have to do a protein rest with something like a Maris Otter. No, it, uh, especially Maris Otter, it's uh, really well suited to doing typical English brewing, which is single infusion. Yeah. Just going right to your 152 mm-hmm. or 148, right. whatever you're doing, and leaving it there. Yeah, it, it's not a good one to put adjuncts in with. It's not really, doesn't really handle it really well. Okay. Uh, not that you couldn't do a little bit, but uh, it's not. It, you'd be better off going with something else if you wanted to use adjuncts Got one it. way or another with that. Well, based on the raw Maris Otter that I tasted, like I said at Tucker's, and then based on the on the real ale that I was raving about, um, I'm a huge fan of this malt because I know that they were using it uh, like 100. percent and it's just such an awesome good. It's yeah. a good, and and it's good for beginners because it's so easy to use. I think they say that it's it, it's one of the only malts that's really been born, bred, designed, and maintained just for brewers. It doesn't have other Maris Otter is for for beer, mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> so it's really it, it it just makes it super easy to use. Um, so for a home brewer, you know that's simple. Um, you can look up numbers for it. I have some in front of me, but I, I would just recommend you know that you can go look up, especially if you go to uh, Muntins.com. They have numbers about all this. You can also see the whole uh, malting process over at Muntins.com. Um, they have a really easy to use, you know, kind of a cartoon diagram even of the malting process that I'd recommend you checking out so you know how this stuff works. But it has like a 2.8 to 3.3 SRM. Um, its moisture content is down to 3%. Uh, just to give you an, an idea of what that means, when they take uh, grain into the malting company they and they germinate it and they get it ready for you, uh, they moisturize it up to like 45% moisture, mm-hmm. and then they suck it all back down to around, I guess it can be like from 3 to 5 or something. And uh, Maris Otters, it's, it's usually down to 3. Um, so... It's also like we talked about, uh, you know, in terms of protein, it's it's low enough that you don't have to do a protein rest. It's really easy to use. Nine point seven percent protein. It says a lot of these numbers mean nothing to me, um, except for the color and uh, and things like that, and the, and the moisture, which I understood just from the malting process. Oh. So there you go. That's Maris Otter in a nutshell. If you're going to do an English ale, it, it should be Maris Otter. It's a it's really an awesome um, grain. Let me ask a quick uh, lame question. Um, do it. The uh, are there a lot of malts that you can't use as like a hundred percent being your base malt? Uh. You know what I mean. And, and if not, why? Well, it's a good question, and I think we'll, we'll cover it a little bit as as we go too. But it's basically that these these base malts, as Doc kind of presented in the beginning, have everything that you need. That they have everything that they need to convert themselves into fermentable sugars. And some malts don't. Other malts don't. Because hmm. uh, right. they're usually kilned at a higher temperature. To get the flavors, right. uh, to get the roasty, the toasty, that kind of flavor. Sure. But the higher temperature, you're also killing off the enzymes. Mm. So you're not going to get them to convert their starches into fermentable sugars. I see. Denatured, yeah. Yep. You'll also find, you know, and, and this is something that happens, like as Doc also mentioned in his intro, that, you know, when, when we first start homebrewing, we're so we're kind of really excited about all these different ingredients available to us, and we're, we don't know a lot about what percentages to use. You'll actually find that you can ferment a beer with a lot of A or B or X malt, whatever, 
but it can really taste like shit. Mm-hmm. It can be really chalky, or yeah. it can be really thin, syrupy, I mean, or... syrupy, and and it's really because uh, you've used too much of something that doesn't have uh, the the enzymes, the properties it needs to really ferment a good beer. Got it. So as you get better at building recipes, which I never did, I ended up giving up and just going to things like classic styles or you know asking Chad for, and Doc for a recipe, uh, which I'm fine with. Um, as you get better, really knowing your ingredients, well, then you can you really know percentages that you're supposed to add and, and how far you can really go. You can push the limits on some, and and you want to you want to pull back on others, uh, but you have to just know the ingredients to do that. That's why I really like uh, recipe books. I mean, I really I think that they can teach you a lot about how ingredients are used. Yeah, and and you learn a lot more if you not just follow them. Like just you know, don't like. Get the grains and make the beer. Look at them. See why you know. See what's in them. Yeah. When you after you made the beer, go back to the recipe. Taste the beer. Look for the you know. Get some of the grain itself and taste it and see if you can pick it out in the beer. If you pay attention to ingredients, it's just a matter of time before you can you know design the beer that matches your flavor, what you're looking for exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. It sounds a lot like um, when I paint, using other paintings helps me learn the technique, and right. eventually I don't need to look at the other painting. I can just do it myself. It's the exact same thing. I think it, it's that way with anything that's a, that's a skill and an art form. The musicians do the same thing. They, they learn covers, yeah. right? Their whole uh, first part of the career, they True. learn how to play everybody else's songs. The not Beatles, no, tributes, not covers, tributes. Tributes, tributes okay? right. Yes. Uh, and, the, and then, you, you, you know, that's how you get the techniques to move forward. Yeah. So... I tell I would look at rather I want to make, if I wanted to make a recipe for something, I would look at okay. 10, 20, 30 different recipes and just in your head you kind of get what's what's in common here, yeah. and then you can start formulating your own with that kind of thing because there's so many bad recipes out there so the old books and yeah, some yeah, just, yeah, yeah. some just don't even make sense yeah. and you wouldn't know that if you only looked at one or two of these recipes. But you start looking at all these other ones just to get a, a feel for what's in there. Oh, hey, look, there's Eighty percent two row in there. Not to burn, not to beat up the cover cover song thing too much, but tribute cloning a beer is just a great way to uh, to, to verify your, your process and your your technique. Uh, yeah, because you've got it's a, you know it's a three way thing, right? You can you make the recipe. And you get to drink the beer. You can buy the commercial example. I mean, it's great. You have to have something to right. compare to to really right. get your bearings about yeah, it. So. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's talk. We started a little bit talking about Munich malt, oh. and and let's talk about that because I I don't know why, but I thought that it had to be kind of a specialty malt as well. I I didn't realize you could use it completely as a base malt. Yeah, I mean the um, SRM you know comes in right around uh, uh, six or you know five to seven uh, level bond, um, and basically you know Vienna and uh, aromatic fall in the same category as uh, Munich. It's only the curing process that kind of defines the the three malts. Um, but basically, they're high kilned uh, to dry, essentially. So what that means is basically uh, they're getting a high temp, not much ventilation. Where a pale malt, uh, you know, like a Marisata or whatever, they're getting uh, low heat but tons of ventilation. So they're really trying to dry them all out a lot quicker with a uh, pale malt. Uh, where Munich is a longer process. It's actually probably double mm-hmm. the length of time to make this malt. Um, not so much, you know, affecting price to a home brewer. Um, but basically, you have a couple different uh, types, and temperature-driven, you know, uh, is going to really uh, cause that. So the curing of Munich malt, basically, at um, for five hours, they go at 221 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, aromatics at, like, 239 degrees Fahrenheit. And the pale malts would be more around, like, 200 degrees or 203 mm. degrees Fahrenheit. So that's, that's the real difference, uh, is the curing. 
And uh, basically what you're, you're creating is a higher level of uh, soluble sugars and amino acids. Uh, so what that means is basically you're going to get more of those melanoidins, those toasty, uh, malty characteristics. Um, so, I mean, Munich malt is just fantastic. I don't know if you guys tried the uh, the Dunkel, but that's almost yeah. 100%. It's 97% Munich malt. Okay. Um, and a lot of these different recipes like uh, Box and uh, Helles Box and Schwartz beers, um, shit, uh, Union Jack has 12% Munich malt in mm. Um, so I noticed then on these examples and other Munich examples I can I can think of is a dry quality. You know, you mentioned a roasty quality, but I think of also a dry. I don't mean roasty, is that right? I mean toasty. I think I said toasty, but basically it's more of a toasty. Uh, it's a rich, it's complex, it's malty, right? But at the same time, there's not that lingering sweetness. It's it, sweet. Yeah. It it kind of has the same color as a caramel malt, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have that kind of sweetness to oh, okay. it. Okay, right. Okay, right. it's, it's not gonna. Yeah, it's not gonna stay around. Uh, but it is gonna kind of give you those amber and reddish highlights. Uh, okay, maybe a crystal malt would. Um, yeah, because some of those examples, like you gave Union Jack, I mean, one of my favorite things about them is how rich they are, but dry. Dry, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So you're not going to pick up a lot of sweetness, and uh, that's, you know, uh, just because of the, the, the moisture and everything that's in the grain and the way they toast or okay. uh, uh, kiln. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a great malt. I'm really in love with it. Um, you know, even like uh, some of the Drake Spears use Munich malt, some of the pale ales. Uh, so, you know, you hear about this being used in Schwartz beers and Dunkels and Darker Lagers and whatever have you, a box. Uh, but in pale ales, they're really nice. It's a really nice mm-hmm. malt. Uh, aromatic, same thing, you know. Um, it's a little toastier, I think, a little more biscuit. Um, but right along the same lines, I mean, they both would complement a pale ale if you ever want to try it. In, in but you wouldn't beers. use it like you did on the dunk. You wouldn't use it 97% on a pale ale, You'd, or would you? I kind of want to. I want to try uh, it. Well, Vienna, so here's the difference. So basically... Uh, with your aromatic, you're talking like 25 uh, Lovabon. So you're a little higher. You know, you're not in that 8 to 10 range, which, uh, you know, uh, more beer carries the 8 to 10 range okay. uh, Vireman, which is the Munich 2. Um, but basically, uh, aromatic's going to come in at 25 Lovabon. And uh, Vienna is actually going to be more closer to like Pilsner uh, type uh, uh, curing. Two or, or three. Two to three. Uh, yeah, three to four, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Vienna is definitely something you can use, uh, you know, just like Pilsner malt. Um, you, different characteristic, right? Those a, different a lighter, sweeter Munich, things. basically. Exactly. Okay. But really, that's close. what Vienna is—a yeah, lighter, right. sweeter Munich. Okay. So aromatic, I kind of—I want to do uh, almost 100 percent beer and just maybe yeah. call it like hopomatic or something, like just do something interesting like that. So aromatic but, is a version of Munich malt, pretty much. Okay, kind of the same family. Okay, just, like I said, it's just a little higher uh, curing okay. uh, temperature for that five-hour period. I see. Darker color, but still. Yeah, on the dry side. Right. Oh, it, see, because that's what I would wonder yeah, then if it no. would end up too sweet. But it's high kiln, then that's no. what you're going to get. Yeah, you're, you're not going to get sweetness from the high kilning. You're going to get more roasty and toasty. Right. To do, okay. Well, when we get into caramel malts, it's a whole different way of doing it. Okay. And that's actually adding something else. So mm-hmm. so you're talking about possibly, you know, just think of doing a whole pale ale with something like aromatic sure. as the base. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, yeah, it's going to be a pretty a dark big, beer. Big, but, dark, chewy uh, beer. But just, you know, something, uh, yeah, just something different. Okay. You know, I don't, I haven't had too many 100% aromatic beers. Okay. Any? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> uh, but no, it, they're they're really fun malts. Uh, they all fall in that same category. They're like I said, there's there's small differences, but um, you know, try them and there's big differences. Okay. Uh, you know, not subtle, um, but they can be uh, based on the percentages you're using in your recipes. Okay. So go ahead and swap them out, maybe even. Yeah. You know, or try them. 
Okay. All right, good information. How about the uh, Pilsner malt left on our list here? Uh, it's yellow. Very yellow. <laughs> this, um, <laughs> that's the way it comes out. When I was started to, to, to brew, I was kind of on a quest to try to make yellow beer, only because nobody was doing it, home brewing wise What were people doing? Oh, they're all dark and early dark, beers. dark, dark beers. You know, the lightest I usually see is something like a Sierra Nevada color. Were they? Like and is that because there was just so much yellow beer available? They were like, if I'm going to brew, no, no. It's just it's uh, home brewers just get into making hoppy beers from the hop, beginning. Big hoppy Doc beers. was beyond that. Yeah, I wanted something different, something more. Yeah, with the with the more color and more flavorful beers, you can hide more stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Plus, when you you're starting to break your own recipes or doing home brewing, it's like. Cool, I can put all this stuff in here, and then yeah, you get, they they get that beer. And I, I remember this one uh, Doze meeting when Tasty got this look on his face. <gasps> There's yellow beer here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but when I first started brewing them, I was brewing, using you know two row lager malt and you know stuff like that, and I couldn't get it yellow, and I was still kind of that pale kind of. Mm. Dark yellow. Yeah. Dark yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted something really pale yellow. And that's and then even with using just pure two row. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, even that's you know, it's pretty low on the a lower bond color, but I just wasn't getting it. Pale really. yellow like a like a hoe garden? Yeah. No, and if, that's, really it, that's what I was like looking for. That's like why he wanted it to be like that a Pilsner or Kelly. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, something it, it's almost golden right. rather than yellow. And I I'm I'm trying to push the envelope with that. And so then I started using Pilsner malt. Okay. And uh, getting really close to that. Uh, then I started using adjuncts and things that even really really could really brighten it up, too. Okay. But uh, with a Pilsner malt, you got a high diastatic power, so you can use adjuncts in, in it. With and, it. and what does that mean exactly, to have a high um, diastatic well, if you if you put things in it, uh, corn, rice, things like that, they don't they have the starches in them, but they don't have the, they don't have the enzymes to convert it themselves. Okay. So... The malt has extra enzymes in it that it's, it can use on itself, and has enough left over that it can convert those extra starches that you put in there from uh, your corn or your rice. Got it. So it, it lightens up the body, gives you fermentables. It, it, they each have their own little character to them, but you couldn't put it into something uh, like a Munich malt. It just wouldn't have enough en- extra enzymes to, to convert it, and you have a really cloudy kind of starchy beer okay. that wouldn't be so or a good. real long conversion or right? a real long four hour yeah if, if it would even do that if it would do it yeah because uh, a long mash you're starting to you're losing your enzymes anyway just just as a, as a matter of fact on that one so Ugh. but with the the pilsner malt you're going to get just an all pilsner beer you're going to get uh a nice bready kind of delicate nice uh flavor to it and if you're going to go with Pilsner malt, you don't want to put a lot of stuff in it that's going to cover it up. You might as well just go a two row, you know, another, another yellow, yellow yeah. pale. If you if you really want to uh, have your you know the the malt shine, the Pilsner malt shine, you pretty much need it to be by itself, and uh, it, it makes a really nice beer. You have some issues with it though; um, they kill it really low temperatures. When the, when they're when you're malting something, basically you're doing the same thing that you're doing with the mashing. You're using the, the internal enzymes to convert things over, and each each maltster has its own little tricks to how long they let it sprout, how much water they put in it, and they all have those little trade secrets. That's why they're all a little bit different. Okay. So um, 
But with a low kiln malt like this, it leaves a lot of things in there, like the, the uh, SSM, which is the stuff that c- turns into uh, oh, DMS. DMS. Mm-hmm. It's in the malt already. And if you don't boil long enough, the heat turns the SMM into the DMS just with the heat, and then you're going to get that cooked corn flavor. So if someone doesn't really got a handle on their on their brewing process, they're going to get this this Pilsner malt, and they're going to beat it up, and you're going to get this beer that just tastes like vegetables. You're going to, you're going to lose a lot of that, uh, delicate flavor. that delicate flavor. There's nothing to hide behind no. one of these beers. That's where that corn stands out so well. Yeah. So, and, and it, that DMS cooked corn is a whole different flavor than when you put in uh, corn as an adjunct. It's, yeah. a, it's a different kind of thing. So what you want to do with these Pilsner malts is a long mash is nice to get it. You don't really need it. Uh, they're, they're traditionally on decoction stuff. Right. But you don't necessarily have to have that because most of the malting techniques now, what you're talking about, uh, fully modified, mm-hmm. that's where when they're taking it through the malting process, they're getting all of the, the, the starches ready to go. Okay. Instead of leaving a whole lot that were unconverted that you can't use in the in the malts, so that's why they came up with the, the decoction to really kind of take care of that. Now we've got you know malting processes that are really well done, and so everything's available to you. You don't have to really go through the decoction stuff. So how long is still a long mash though? An uh, hour or hour? Depend- hours, five hours, yeah. half. Okay, but then you want to you want to have an extra long boil with it. Okay, uh, you, you would think to keep it. A nice yellow Pilsner beer. You wouldn't want to boil it and darken it down, but you really want to drive off as much of the the precursor, the D, DMS precursors. Okay. Uh, so by boil, that's by boil. Yeah, ninety or two hours. Two even. hours even. Yeah, okay. and if you're doing a full wort boil, which is you know you're not going to do a concentrated boil, then boiling it that long is not really going to make a big hill of beans difference. But uh, if you're doing a concentrated boil with this, trying to make that, then it turns into um, uh, a darker beer than you want. And you're kind of defeating yourself. Okay. So you're, you're the caramelization. Of, the caramelization, right? It's going to darken it down, and you're going to get different flavors from doing that. Doc just became 90 years old when he said "hill of beans." <laughs> <laughs> he has to show his age sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, the rest true. of the time, we can't keep up with him. That's, that's fine. True. <laughs> so, so basically, with the Pilsner malt. You're, you're using it for a reason, and that's to get the, the lightest, nicest, delicate beer you can out of it. But you can't you gotta get, you can't beat it up either by a concentrated wort boil, short boil, or anything like that. Okay, or or put a lot of things in it to to get you know <clears throat> a lot of different flavors, like adjuncts or uh, caramel malts or a lot of this other stuff that you're gonna just mask it over anyway. I see. There's really no point in it. So that was kind of a question I had about blending some of these base malts because I thought, and I think I'm wrong now that I'm about to say it, I thought that Pilsner malt was one of those things that people like to use in a nice uh, West Coast pale ale. Uh, you, you know, you might have your two-row or something like that, but then you would infuse in a little bit of Pilsner malt also to keep it light and dry, yet still adding alcohol. Am I confusing that with something like a Munich 
or because you're saying no, you might you're not right. want to. Yeah. No, it depends okay. on. It's, no, you can use it in there, but if you're going to look for that, you're using it as right. a tool at that point. Okay. Uh, rather than trying to come up with just to showcase it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and Pilsner Mall in Europe is where most of the pale lagers are made with. It's 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 their standard kind of thing too. Okay. Yeah, but as soon as you start blending base malls, you're you're giving up on. You're not saying you're not looking for the flavor. Of the base malt, you're just fine doing it for some other reason. Right. Well, I've, I've done that. You've probably seen some of my recipes where they have a large amount of, of Pilsner malt. Maybe that's what it was. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I'm doing that for like the diastatic power of the Pilsner. Even though it's lower than the Turo, I'm under the theory that it brings other other enzymes that aren't available in the Turo, just by the different kilning mm-hmm. process, and the beer just attenuates better with some of that in there. Okay. All right, that must be what I was. That's basically yeah. full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have no science. My, I have really no science to back that. Yeah, up. as soon as Stacey says my theory, we yeah, all go. Theory, yeah, theory. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Another half baked theory. Yeah, <laughs> fully baked. Yes, I actually have. Baked. I've asked a lot of uh, commercial brewers like that. I said, why when I mix this Pilsner malt with this Turo, does it? Do I have to like mash it at one fifty five or one fifty six? I guess because it wants to just dry out, and they look at me like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we don't use it. We don't mix them together. We don't know. Do well, it's just like oh, okay. getting a, a new silo or a new lot of grain, right? I mean, it's just different. They're two different things. Well, yeah, yeah, right. So you can use well, the pilsner to, but so within the two-row family, bill. okay. But it, 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 so, it, it can be a backbone for mostly anything too, but. Uh, what I'm, it's just you're not going to get the nice bready kind of characteristic if you start adding other hidden. things to it. It's going to yeah, be hidden because right. it's pretty delicate okay. malt. But if you're just brewing a nice yellow beer, that that's all you're oh, using. Pilsner. Ooh, it's so good. Like it's that really PBR good. that uh, great. Our, our very delicate JP has in front of him. Yeah, I like that beer. Yeah. yeah. Nice oh, Pilsner wow. malt there. Although now I'm drinking Anchor Christmas beer. Ah. Wow, tough but, switch. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a good I'm good like that. He went with the PBR first, <laughs> which is why it's hard with my pintly things because it's not. Fi- it didn't recommend either one of those for you, did it? <laughs> no. So I don't know what to do. Should I really be enjoying them? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Not now that you're it? a pintly. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you heart your PBR? You can, Fuck, I'm going to right now. You're <laughs> doc. You know what? I got to keep. What did you give up on homebrew over there? Uh, no, I, I got have some homebrew on tap. <laughs> I got some in right here. Do you want on? some? Yeah. All right. What do you got? Oatmeal stout. I'm derailing the conversation. Chad That's all right. Making Brought your oatmeal stout. I want some too. Uh, I'm going to finish my uh, little bit of Janet's Brown here while I still can. <laughs> it's almost gone from the shelves, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's a short supply. So I, got, me, I got more than everybody else. Let me ask this about the about the base malts. It, okay. Now we we just talked about one example of where where Tasty might add a a Pilsner malt to to his other to his two row uh, for for his whacked out reason. <laughs> yeah. But it, is there really any reason? When we're when we're building our grain bill to combine base malts, sure. Or as it there is okay. So it's not a general rule that just have one base malt and then go ahead and add your specialty malts. No, but think of it as building your 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 backbone for your recipe. Uh, say you're, you're going to do a Oktoberfest kind of beer. Uh, you can use Vienna malt and Munich malt together. Half and half, if you want, but okay. but those that's all base malt still, right? You want something kind of in between a Munich malt and and your Vienna, give it a little bit more of that, but right. it's all it's all still base malt, okay? Um, or or a lot of people add Maris Munich Otter. malt to to another base, don't they? Sure, yeah. sure. Or just you know Maris Otter, you know fifty fifty with a regular U.S. two row. I see. You get a little more nutty character out of the Maris Otter, you know, yeah. in the beer. In fact, I think we did that with the Mirror Pond. Yeah, uh, I, think yeah. There was, I would think it was half Maris Otter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. half regular two row. I think that's what it was. 
But I see. Okay, so that's another good reason. Because then you then you would get kind of the sweetness and the caramel qualities of Amaris Otter, but the, the dryness, of, dryness of the yeah. of the yeah, American. Yeah, depending on where you mash at. But again, you can control it. That's right. Draw out what you want. You know? A lot of this does depend on mash too. That's right. a good point, actually. Right. So yeah. and what? So talk about that a little bit. How does that? If you mean it controls the the the, the perceived sweetness and things yeah, like yeah. that. Well, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. To me, the biggest yeah. thing is the sweetness that's going to be left over. And the higher you mash, the more residual. Unfermentable sugars you're going to have in your in your in the in the beer when you're finished. So again, if the if as the architect of the beer, you're looking for something drier or something that would accentuate the hops more, then you would you know tend to like you know mash a lot lower to get uh, make it much more fermentable sugars out of the batch and less uh, like a 150 by maltodextrins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say you you had this recipe and your friend had it. Right. And he gave it to you and it's just awesome. You and you'd like the taste of the the batch you just made, but uh, it came out too, too dry, mm-hmm. and it just it's kind of flat, kind of mm-hmm. dry, uh, and you you put it just like he did. Well, then you're gonna you know want to raise your uh, mash temperature up. You're gonna leave some more sweetness in there because if the sugars you're gonna taste aren't usable by the by the yeast. Okay, so they leave them behind, and you're gonna get you're gonna really change that. But without changing the malt bill whatsoever, you're gonna right. change that whole perceived beer just in that, that temperature. Yeah. Okay. All right, good to know. And I guess especially when you're doing uh, something like a, you know, using a Maris Otter in a single infusion, you have one shot. It's one temperature. That's what you've done. Right. All of your all of your change in that malt is happening at right. that one single temperature. So right. till your next batch. Right. Yeah, and that's actually that's important to remember as we do this is go ahead and fuck it up. Just just write down what you fucked up yep. so that you can try something different <laughs> the right. next batch. You can have a lot of fun tweaking your own beers, bringing them in, learning about the process that you're running. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and we'll talk about that a lot as this series goes on when we talk about the different ingredients. I think that split batching is going to come up a lot when we start talking about uh, um, different yeasts and temperatures and things oh, yeah. like that. As we sounds like on. fetish porn, split batching. <laughs> She's <Is> eighteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you have questions, eight 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 four zero one beer or join Bevo in the chat room. It looks like I have a couple in front of me. We'll cover them when we come back. Uh, after this break, we're going to take care of some sponsors. It's the session. We'll do Drunk of the Week calls. We have feedback to do still, as well as Shat's announcements. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Organic ingredients, fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. Seven Bridges has the best selection of organic ingredients, including over 27 varieties of organic hops at breworganic.com. Join their mailing list for special deals and regular updates. They've been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for 13 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. And Seven Bridges is the proud host of the fourth annual National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Take the challenge this fall 
for a chance to win great prizes, including stainless steel brew kettles and organic brewing ingredients. This year, the challenge will be judged in two locations, on the East Coast at Capital City Brewing in Arlington, Virginia, and on the West Coast at Gordon Biersch in San Jose, California. For complete details, visit breworganic.com slash competition. Seven Bridges is cooperatively owned in awesome Santa Cruz, California. Everyone there is dedicated to great beer and people-friendly business practices. They offer environmentally friendly, fair trade, and fair wage brewing products whenever possible. Seven Bridges, breworganic.com. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his tail wagon amber ale and double secret probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the beer of the month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army member special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. BN Army, you think you're badass? Well, you are, kind of, like badass, but without the balls to blow something up. Hop Tech in patriotic Dublin, California, recognizes your nearly badassness with a BN Army discount on every order. But there's something those boys and girls in the real Army should know. If you have an APO address or a scan of an active PX card, Hop Tech salutes you as an actual badass and offers their things with a 15% discount on every purchase. That's the Hop Tech way of saying thanks. To all active military personnel, 15% off ingredients, kits, equipment, as well as games, books, gifts, and more, all at HopTech.com. Whichever army you're a member of, any branch of the military, or the BN Army, HopTech in Dublin says thank you with great discounts. Call 800-DRY-HOPS, visit the store in Dublin, California, or go to HopTech.com. HopTech, serving homebrewers for 28 years. From the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand. Most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now. Blickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand. The only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable and accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated, and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. 
Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. (laughs) I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. (laughs) (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks to uh, Sam Caligioni for Brewmaster Thursdays at 8. And also to Pintly.com for hanging out with us. Thanks Sam, to my crew here for covering base malts. I have questions from the chat in front of me. Make them easy. Also a phone call from Alex. Uh, who's It's also his birthday, and he has a question about malts. Alex, what's happening? Happy birthday. Hey, guys. Uh, can you guys hear me okay? Yep. Hear you just fine. Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, don't want you to think I'm some loser that's just uh, hanging out on Sunday drinking in front of the... <laughs> too late, dude. We are too late. Too late. So That's what we're doing. You're off By to a good yourself start. on your birthday. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Uh, no, All the girls just I left. Celebrated, I celebrated pretty good last night, uh, but uh, just a question about, uh, you know, uh, actually, collab- I emailed uh, Jamil on this question here. And he came back with an answer. I thought you guys might have some input that might be valuable. Um, what I'm trying to do is, you know, like like a like a cook, uh, try to understand the different specialty grain flavors and the base small flavors. So I, I came up with a kind of an experiment to kind of isolate, you know, different flavors um, where I'm putting a little bit of base. Uh, malt and uh, a whole lot of specialty malt in like two liter um, soda bottles, and uh, you know I'm going to do I'm going to just kind of ferment little mini batches, and um, you know trying to get an idea for what each specialty grain specialty malt you know has, but separate that from you know and not have it blended mm-hmm. all together. Mm-hmm. So just just thought I might get your input on on that. Have you, has anybody else done that, or, or you know maybe know a better way to do that? All right, what do you think, guys? About uh, well, that looks well, a little bit of question about your process. Now you, you yeah. said specialty malt. So are you doing some two row in there to to make sure it converts and all that? And then you're fermenting. Is that it? Yeah. What did Jamil say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamil Jamil suggested you know I use either two row or, or six row, about fifteen percent. You know, of the you know to just to make sure there's enough enzymes to convert the stuff that doesn't have any static power, and then the rest, you know, focus on the the specialty malt. Well, I'll get back to what I mentioned in when I was talking earlier on uh, when I was talking about two row. Uh, you got you you have to have a minimum of thirty 
litner of uh, of diastatic power to convert everything that's in your mesh. So you take the weight of the two row, which is 140L times you know uh, the weight of the time. So you see, you got 10 pounds of this uh, might not going work out. 10 pounds of two rows at time, and that times 140 would be 1400, right? And then uh, you had uh, say uh, some uh, chocolate malt, uh, which is zero uh, litner. It's nothing there for you at all. And you had three pounds of that. So uh, you know, you just do the division, and you you find out whether you've got the right, enough power to, to, to do the beer. Whether you have the 30 that right. you're looking for. Yeah. So I, I think what Jamil told you is fine. Uh, yeah, that's good. You you want to make sure that the malt is represented in a reasonable beer. Like you don't want to have a uh, express your uh, crystal one twenty. Where it's twenty percent of the grist and and uh, the uh, two rows eighty percent, you're just going to have a beer that's way too too right. one twenty. You want to make it where you like in a ratio that you typically would find it, because that's going to be its contribution to the beer. That's a good point. Yeah. To go the extreme just to get the flavor of it might not give you the well, their accurate info. You can there's you know you could do some dilution. Like for instance, if you made a, a beer that was just all uh, two row, yeah. You, at the end, you could then dilute that back and get the down to those reasonable things too, if you want. Right. Okay. Well, that was my question. You know, I was going to do like a control, you know, little mini two-liter batch that has uh, all, say, I was using six-row only because I heard it had a little bit more diastatic power than, Just you know, the two-row. Um, you know, I was going to do like a control batch of that and then have, uh, but that was what, what confused me, stuff like crystal and caramel malt, you know, they say it's it can be steeped. You know, it doesn't have to be mashed because all the sugars are kind of caramelized already there just due to the process. And uh, But are those sugars capable? I heard some of them are, are long-chain sugars. Do they actually, can they be fermented if you have a really large percentage in the mash of that, of like a caramel or a, you know, or a, whatever you want to call a crystal malt? Answer? No, a certain amount of crystal malt cannot be fermented. You got to right. you got to know that. That's why if you make a beer that's twenty percent crystal, it's just not going. It's just going to taste like a big sugar bomb. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you know, again, when you do your your experiments, make sure that the, the specialty malt, the crystal malt, is a reasonable percentage of the total grain bill. It may be a good representation of the beer you want to make. I mean, so maybe use the two row versus six if that's what you're going to use in your recipe. Or just take an, from another standpoint. Uh, you can steep crystal malts. Yep. Cold steep. You just cold yeah. steep them and... Uh, Add it. Or, or no, just taste... He's trying Those to find out what the different tastes are. Make a tea are. of each just one. Just steep we, them and taste them, yeah. Steep, steep, this, steep uh, them, taste them. You're making a tea out of them. Do it in the two liter if you want to do that. And uh, you, that'll give you an idea of what the taste is. Uh, and then, then you could take it and then brew a beer that's all base malt. Yep. And then add it, yeah. some in. To, you know, drop that in. And that's what I was No, thinking. by volume. Yeah. And then you have a real beer. Yeah. You have a brewed right. two-row beer. Essentially, yeah. And you have your your teas, essentially, yeah, now yeah. of these it's, specialty malts. Teas you could be a little warty, add, but yeah. Right. right. But just dose them. But just allow that. Just know that. And uh, they're... And you got to remember that you're not going to use... You, you're using percentages of different things. Right. Uh, you, you know, you want something that's a darker beer. You, you don't want to put all 120 in it. Yeah. Maybe you want to put some 80 and some 40, right. or instead of putting a whole bunch of... 120 in, or maybe a little bit. Yeah, if you're looking for a big raisiny thing, you wouldn't do more to 120. Maybe not even do as much 80, but if you're. And, yeah. and not, but you want it dark, but you don't want it raisiny. Yeah, it so might be just a little bit of a really a matter dark. matter of dialing in percentages, but if you just want to know what the difference in the tastes are, uh, yeah, that's probably be a good idea just to make the tea out of it and then do a taste he's talking about, is adding it back to your beer little yeah, by little. Do a base beer. 
We did uh, that with the arrogant bastard, right? That's what we did over it. We did that, actually did that at Jamil's house. We did, yeah. Try to get it right, yeah. yeah. Basically just took the, a stone IPA because it had similar you know, house what flavor yeah, and whatever. Yeah, right. And it's pretty hoppy beer to begin with, arrogant bastard, and just dosed that beer different with these different teach. crystal malts at different rates. Just trying to narrow it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Cold thanks Steve. for the call, Alex. Good question, brother. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Okay, uh, a couple questions about some other malts, uh, if you guys have ever heard of. I guess I'll throw them out there. Um, Jimmy C. in the chat uh, wants to know if you've ever heard of pearl malt. Have you ever heard of pearl malt? Um, I have, but I don't yeah. know. I can't remember the anything slang. about it. I know it's a malt. Yeah, <laughs> always have to I don't know anything about it. He said he thinks it's a version of pale malt. but uh, Yeah, yeah that was something came up for Can You Brew It, and it was halcyon malt. And when, that start, the, oh, it's Appalachian. And so when I went and started looking for Halcyon Mall, I think I came across Pearl, too. Um, yeah. But I think you're right. It's a, just a variation. I, I've heard of it. I, I couldn't put put my finger on exactly what it is. But Is, it a, is it a strain like Clegg's or... or uh, Please. Maybe it was a guy with a really heavy accent saying pale malt. Right. <laughs> Pearl malt? Yeah. yeah, it could be. But no, I think I remember reading it someplace. I can't <laughs> tell you exactly what it was. I have heard of it. But the, other than that, it, it just, I think it just came across in my reading somewhere, and it, I hadn't heard of it before that. Does, ha- does Halcyon malt have sleep-inducing qualities? I thought so. <laughs> Interesting name. Pearl just sounds like a very pale ale malt. Yeah. Here's another one. Have you guys ever heard of mild ale malt? Yes. yes. What's yes. that? You guys know anything about that? Uh, it's for mild ales. <laughs> it's English. <laughs> um, I've got it do- written down right here. It's uh, it's a mutton's product. Yeah, uh, it is indeed. Okay. Uh, the Lovey Bond's about four and a half to eight. Uh, you're, you're good. It's uh, darker in color, sweeter, nuttier taste than pale malt, uh, low diastatic power, poorly suited to the co-mashing of grain adjuncts, and a protein rest is necessary. It has a higher dextrin content. Yeah, so you don't want to get chill haze, things like that in it. So it's it's an English malt. So you figure it's just going to be a higher kilned uh, pale ale malt. Okay. Great job. Uh, okay, Aaron in Western New York in the chat room uh, wants to know uh, how do these base malts, uh, assuming he means all the base malts we talked about, uh, affect beers that one to three years down the road turn into lambics? So, in other words, maybe it would be better to approach this question like, what would your base malt be if you were going to do a lambic? Uh, a lot more wheat. Wheat. A lot of wheat. And probably a Pilsner malt and wheat. Pilsner malt and wheat. Yeah. Yep. I think very high emission. I think that's I think that's all Cantillon uses. It's because yeah. you still Most you can't do all wheat because yeah. it doesn't have because it can't convert. Right. It can convert itself. So it just depends on how much uh, you want to put in there. I think it's a pretty high percentage for the, the for those sour beers that uh, we know and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like as high as you can go and still be able to mash and convert, which is I don't know. Is that more than 50? 50, 50, it's probably. about 50. Really? 50 you can still we, go 50? Yeah. I was thinking, I thought it was like 20, 30. A little bit higher if you've you know, got a real. Yeah. I think it might be a little less than 50, 50 then, is what I've heard. I'm trying to remember what. 60, 40. Something like that. Yeah. 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 You have it in there? Yeah. What do you have in there? Uh, we malt about five pounds, about 54%. Fi- and, oh, it's even more. And then mm-hmm. Pilsner malts about 45. There you go. That's out of Brewing Classic Style. So. Um, Where can you find that book? A lot of wheat. Right in the Brewing Network Store, signed really? by both of the authors. Wait, wait, wait. Both authors signed the book. In the Brewing Network Store, you say? Wow. Only available there. Mm-hmm. Big news. 
Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, Pilsner malt and some wheat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. A okay. lot of wheat. Basically, uh, mash high. It's, it's a uh, wheat beer and lots of dextrose. Woods Multiple. on the line. Wood, is he going to sing for oh, us? He's going to sing. What's what's on the? Uh, he's got a question. Do you need tasty. backup music? Oh, he says. Wood, what's up, man? Hello. Hi. Hello, friends. How are you? Oh, Hi. Good, thank you. So, what do you? I got? Uh, actually, I'm enjoying the show a great deal. This is probably the best session in a very long time. So, oh. congratulations. Thanks listening, a lot, Dave. Blah listening? blah blah. Are you listening to the oh, live sorry. one or uh, like a recorded one? <laughs> yeah, last week. You listened to the. This is uh, from 2005, I think. When Doc <laughs> is pretty much talking about homebrewing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Way back when. Yeah, all right. But I but I actually had a, a real honest question for Tasty. Uh-huh. I'm uh, working on a um, American pale ale recipe, mm. and I, I'm wondering if you can give me some feedback on it. Sure. <laughs> give me a glass of it first. Oh, what, what's your so, recipe? Well, I'm, it's like a, let's see, like a 12-gallon batch, uh-huh. and I'm thinking about, for the, for the base malt, um, about some pale malt and then Pilsner. So about sixty percent pale, twenty three percent pilsner, and then throwing in some um, some carapils dextrin malt and a little crystal forty, and some wheat malt. Okay, <laughs> this, is what, this is one of my recipes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then what I'm thinking? You're fucking with me. Hold on, I'm not finished. I'm not finished. I'm not <laughs> finished. And then with. for the see the thing with the, this beer is I think the hops are really going to shine because I'm thinking yeah. uh, mash hop with Chinook, right? <laughs> yeah. And then 60 minutes, I'm going to throw in some Warrior, and then mm. 20 minutes, some Simcoe, mm. 10 minutes, like Columbus. And then I'm thinking I'm going to go crazy with Northern Brewer at 10 minutes, and then mm. a Centennial edition at one minute along with another edition mm. of Simcoe at one minute. And then at zero minute, I'm going to go crazy with a hop back and add four ounces of whole Cascade hops. <laughs> Are you with me so far? I like that thing. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> Do you smell okay. something? I think it's so the brakes locking up because we're coming to a You know, and I call. think... And when, um, well, that's what I'm doing now. That's, that's my thing. Thank and then you. for dry hopping, I'm going to go Columbus Centennial Simcoe. Ooh. I'm going to ferment um, with WOP01 California Ale. And I'm wondering, what do, you, what do you think of this recipe? Would you would you brew this as something that sounds good? or? Well, it sounds good to me. I, there's a lot in this beer that's really familiar. And, uh, right. To beers I like hmm. and other people like that I like. I think it's going to uh, be called... Oh, it's, really? It's Andy's new beer. It's called Planets Brown. Well, I, I, <laughs> I think it... Now, I remember, you said it was a pale ale. Pale ales need to be pretty simple. Pale ales are not like light IPAs. You've got to give them a... Their own uh, room to roam there. So, uh, what were you thinking in terms of total IBUs in this beer? Uh, you got so many hop additions; they have to be very small. Otherwise, you're going to have a 50 IBU pale ale, which d- doesn't make sense. Well, yeah. With this one, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, 1056 OG. Right. Just, so, what would you know, how many IBUs? Off the top of my head. How many IBUs were you? Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, um, IBUs. I'm, I'm going to go for 37.0. That's pretty high. Especially, well, you know, it's, uh, I'm especially thinking you're using this, this Pilsner uh, malt in the base. It's 23 percent Pilsner. The beer's going to finish yeah, at 10 11. I think. Do you need to say point uh, yeah, zero? Yeah, right around 10 11. On stuff like if you What's say 37, do, do, do you need to say point zero? Can you can't you just go with 37? No, 37.0. 1.0 uh, <laughs> pounds. That's a significant figure. He's he's, he's measured it down to that. Okay. You just go with 37. Did I mention oh, no. the, the warrior is? Point zero point five zero ounces of Warrior. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it, it sounds like a beer I would make uh, very much. I have to. Okay, I, that I love sounds what, great. I love what you're doing. I wouldn't change <laughs> hey, thanks, a thing. Casey, I appreciate it. Twenty three percent Pilsner malt tasting. Twenty three percent. Yeah. Well, it's just like, as twenty three point one. Don't, don't go you, over that. When we, we think about that Pilsner, okay. is that 
you can taste the Pilsner flavor, which is sad because for Pilsner beers. Yeah. yeah. It, but it, it gives the beer uh, a beer flavor, like what, like like that Pabst has a beer flavor. Yes. That flavor is in this pale ale. It's, it's got. It, yeah, it's kind of that flavor you can't really describe. It's yeah, a, it's just a beer, beer backbone. I call it. Okay, try That's the Belgian. That from the Pils- well, gonna, try the Belgian Pilsner. Yeah, I actually use the, I actually use Belgian Pilsner in that beer. By the way. What do you mean, Babio? This is my beer. I know, but I mean, when I twenty three percent Pilsner, that's yeah. I know you're stealing <laughs> that. You right. stole my malt pills. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm, He's a tribute. I'm going to post this. I'm going to post this in the forum. Oh, good. I'll get a chance. And I think. Great. I think it'll be good. I'll get another chance to look at it that way. It'll Great. be under, you can find it under the thread Jeanette's Pale. <laughs> by, by Wood. By Jeanette. All right. Thank you, Andy right. Wood. Nice hearing from you. No, man. thank you. <laughs> cool. Thank you, sir. All right. Good job, everybody. Way to answer things. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we did. And now it's time for a plug. Oh, we have a plug, right? Butt plug? Sort of literally, literally in this Tasty case. Tasty Janet's Browns on tap where? <laughs> yeah, that's time for... Where is Janet? <laughs> no, is there any Janet's Brown left anywhere? A paid plug, it's, I think It just went on at, uh, at the Trappist in Oakland, and I don't think it's on yet at the Tornado. They have a couple cakes. Oh, like so there's still some so it'll be <laughs> They want to be the last I've, one. I've stopped making the tour. I, my liver uh, gave <laughs> out Friday up. night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this the, is the, a plug I, that benefits us I all. I can't believe you made it to his it's many. The damn beer is 7.6%. I never th- I thought about it like, I never th- I never drank so much of it to realize it's, da- it's too damn strong. But because oh. I'm doing this show-up thing. and Day in and day out. Right, I'm, I'm going to the Trappist tonight. Anyway, what? Yeah, yeah. Are you really? Sure. What is this homebrew that you poured me, Jipper? Uh, oatmeal stout. I had That's no really idea good. that was your good. homebrew, Jip. It's, yeah. it's really good. It's really good. Thank you. That's excellent. Especially since you brewed. I know, right? It's, um... Where'd you fill that growler? It's really brown. My house. River. Good job, man. Yeah. It's, it's really brown as opposed to black. I'd Which I like. And you would heart it? Yeah, I would heart it. I think I would heart it, too. Mm. I think I would heart it. There you go. It's I would heartable. five pints it on Pintly, and then I would heart it. I love the pH. It's really nice and it's crisp. It's well-made. That's yeah, good. Thank you. Well well, well fermented. Silky smooth. Yeah, you That's like that? Oats. 10% oats. That's All right, def- speaking of silky smooth. Yeah, Ooh. what you got going there? Yeah. What's, what's this? That's why you get the big bucks. Put on my, uh, well, let's do you it. put on my bedroom voice. Uh-oh. You can really find <laughs> My bedroom voice. Uh, you ever been to adamandeve.com? No, what is that? Go check out adamandeve.com if you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom. Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy? Uh, Bevo, you know what I'm talking about? Or JP for himself. Or maybe an adult movie so that you can, uh, so that Sam can just go in the other room and leave you alone. <laughs> Winner! <laughs> All right, go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. You get 50% off just about any item. Not just that. Now, Tasty, you're going to like this. You get your 50% off. You also receive three free adult DVDs, you know, just for a little inspiration. Those things are expensive. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's why that's why free porn on the Internet has become so popular, because if you can't get... Free what on the what? Yeah. Because you have to buy DVDs. But in this case, you get three free DVDs plus your 50% uh, uh, item. Go check out adamandeve.com for this special offer. You get 50% off. Uh, enter coupon code BNARMY. That's right, kids. You now have your own coupon Ooh, code over at adamandeve.com. Just in time for Christmas. It's time for Christmas. She'll love it. She she will love it. Mm-hmm. I was looking. Th- I went th- I went looking through the, uh, the lingerie and things. Yeah, and stuff. You- <clears throat> well, first of all... Um, it's not like those other lingerie sites where you don't get to see everything that you want to see, if you know what I mean. 
It's a good. Yeah, you get to see most of. Yeah. You get to see what the, I mean because it's you know there's some pretty naughty lingerie and you get to see the naughty parts. It's kind of fun. It's part of the deal, yeah. So AdamandEve.com, fifty percent off uh, an item plus three free DVDs. Enter coupon code BN Army. BN Army, um, and that's how you get your fifty uh, percent off. AdamandEve.com. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> can it be any? Can I get like planes, trains, and automobiles? Or does it have to be a porn? It's no, an adult DVD. It'll be planes, it'll be, uh, planes trains, and ball games. So it's probably a shot collar for when he says stupid things? What? <laughs> what? what? I like it, planes, trains, and automobiles. It's a great movie. It's classic. No, no. There's a microphone. Yeah. DVD. I'm just you. saying. It's a good idea. Stupid is fine. We talk now about? everyone in the chat's telling what they have. So one, someone has a flashlight, and he really likes it. Flashlight, yeah. They, about. they have that there. They have men's yeah. toys, too, by the way. They do? Yes. <laughs> How do I know that? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'm about to vomit. Wow. I already don't feel good, and this conversation is not helping. If anybody needs a recommendation, you can t- you can uh, get me a taste at thebrewingnetwork.com. I'll point <laughs> you, you to what the ladies like. I, yeah. There needs to be an Adam and Eve like a like a pintly where uh, you know you can follow oh. each other, oh, yeah. so that so that Tasty can get on there and recommend yeah. which uh, recommends porn for you. <laughs> it can heart that big black. You can heart it. Yeah. <laughs> we think you'll like you bang a Serena seven. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think we're supposed to get some samples to give People away, like that too. One, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah. So as if there weren't enough dildos crawling <laughs> around the funny. studio now, we might end up with a bunch more. Are there dildos in here? I, I think uh, I, I finally... Ice count six right I finally now. moved them all out. I finally got them all out of the studio. Now I think we're going to get bombarded again. I think Jeff's got them all in his room. <laughs> Do they sell the real doll over there? Mm. Oh, I don't know about that. Ooh. Interesting. Who just went? Fifty percent off. Fifty percent off. Real when I talk about a real hot woman, yeah. not about a plastic one. <laughs> Who's the word "real" right in there? <laughs> Whose timer just went off? <laughs> mm. Well, they, do they, so they they have like, like Asian ones. Cattle. They have white ones, black ones. Do order, they have a Jew? Real order it any way you know. want, dude. That like oh, you know orders you around. Be- Bevo's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bevo's has, replacement. She's got a bad accent. Quit it, asshole. She has your wallet in her hand. She has big boobs, but she's sort of ugly. Yeah, how's Hanukkah going blow anyway? It's going. Uh, yeah, you know, kind of ugly. My uh, girlfriend wanted to come here to cook latkes since the fried potato things. Is yeah. she a Jew for us also? Tonight? She is. I didn't know she was also Jewish. Yeah, that's a um, coincidence. I didn't like meet her at Temple or anything. Is that why she cheaped out? Your mom boyfriend? didn't fix you up. No, yeah. but she's stoked. You know, now that I fixed myself, yeah, right. you don't filter out any non-Jews on your Match. dot com account. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I wish I wish American Jewish chicks were hotter than they are. I hate to say it, they're really not your that good. Hot? What are you talking about? She she's she's an me. exception. She's cute, but okay. I'm saying as a, as a group, it's it's been disappointing. So of all the people in the Bay Area, Scott found the one exception. Right. Right. Yeah. right. I'm sure there's more than one. How's her mother look? So why didn't she come? That's a good question because you always, you know, you know what you're you're getting into. For example, Bevo's mom's a mess. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have seen that and it's bad. Bad foreboding. I've seen that. (laughs) And that is bad. Say that? (laughs) This is radio. I can say whatever I want. My mom is ill. You guys are all jerks. Mm -hmm. I haven't said anything about it. You're going to be ill one day, too. No, I'm not. You're ill right now. I exercise. I don't feel good. Bevo's mom really likes me, too. I feel bad every time (laughs) I insult her. I don't know why she likes me. I've never done anything nice for that woman. We'll make a highlight reel. Well, I think I've. I think I've, continue uh, not to. I've, I've borrowed medication and I've uh, <laughs> not and returned I've, it. And I've insulted her daughter. That's uh, my extent of my relationship. I with think her. she does that too, though. That's true. 
Uh, so, so how does your 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 girlfriend's mom uh, look? She's like a New York Jew, and so she still you know wears the makeup and gets her hair done and her nails she's done. And she's, she's, she's a yeah, woman. She, she so looks how does good. she look? She looks good. Well, she's <laughs> annoying as hell. Well, like well, she's extremely New York well, Jew, but she's a woman. She, she how's your coffee? <laughs> she's a woman. <laughs> So thought, far, Scott's just describing a woman. Gets well, her hair and nails done, wears makeup, and, and is annoying. No, I, I, That's I pretty much just a, a general chick. But the cadence of the New York Jewish woman well, is, now you're is getting specific. unique. Yes. Okay. So why didn't she come over to cook us latkes? As she's cooking her roommate's latkes, and she's got schoolwork, and she's she's going to come uh, for the holiday show with Schmaltz in two weeks. And so do that for us. her okay. roommates are more important than us. I know. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah, it she should bring her roommates. Yeah, this year, Doc, by the way, this year's holiday party. Yeah. It, we're, we're going Jewish this year. Okay. Usually we go. That means what? Yeah, I'm a it means we're not going to have a lot of fun and we're going to argue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all going to get circumcisions. It also means you're buying, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on the doctor's tab. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got uh, Schmaltz Brewing Company coming in. That's right. Excellent. Um, Jeremy and Zach. Yeah. So Good guys. Be a very. Uh, and when is this? Uh, the 19th show, the last uh, Sunday in December. Or the last second, show the last, of the year. Last show of the year, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be cool. We'll get some latkes and uh, we'll we'll drink a lot of schmaltz and we'll we'll wear uh, yarmulkes. Yeah, the uh, Jew hats. It'll be great. I got a tie dyed one. I want to get B and Army ones. I'm looking into find it. it. How many how many Jewish listeners do we really have? Counting me. Yeah, one. <laughs> right. What you know of? What does the yarmulke do again? Remind you that you're not the highest. Uh, yeah, like God's yeah, above yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I would argue God's below that? too. It's he's everywhere, right? It's a reminder. How does it do that? It's a reminder. It's just you've got something because on your head. It's on the top you. of your head, so yeah. it just reminds because you. Because if God you look silly, you. yeah, you're not going to stick a sticky because note there. on your head. Just a sticky note. I think it's it's all the other all the other cool shit other religions had taken. So like, let's put a hat, but a very small hat, so it'll be cheap to buy. I thought. Why not give me a fucking cap? I'll I give thought you a little it just predated that spray on stuff for your head. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. It actually used to just cover the bald spot. Yeah. But then they were like, ah, oh, but it's also for God. It's funny. I was in a church last night for uh, a friend's choir concert, and I was with my girl, and we were like, uh, you know, she kissed me on the cheek while we're sitting there in the pews, and I was like, if the, if ever I was going to get struck by lightning, it's right now as two Jews kissing in a church. Yeah. It seemed uh, sacrilegious <laughs> in a way. I agree with that. Mm. Glad you made it. But out I'm fine. Line. Hey, interesting. Do I have a phone call, Beef? Yeah. I hope not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I have that guy from New York uh, with results on the uh, br- really? is this results on the Brewmasters that drinking guy. game. Who wants oh, some PBR? That guy. What's happening? Everybody jump hey. up at once. Uh, hey, so actually, I've been listening to the talk and sure just bidding. Actually, I was hoping Scott could lead me. I was about to light my Hanukkah candles. So I was hoping Scott could lead me in the prayer. Oh, Jesus. Moscow, could you help him light his menorah? I, uh, yeah, I got to do a little callback. I got to sing. Tough to remember, but yeah, I, I could probably help you along. I hear you. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I was ready. I was ready uh, to I'm do it. I'm just kidding. I don't give a shit about your religion. <laughs> yeah, that's. I didn't even get a chance uh, to jump in. That's what he in. was going to say. Hey, what is the Brewmasters so, drinking game anyway? What do you do in this game? So the Brewmasters drinking game is uh, a collaboration among the forum. And uh, I watched an episode, and Sam said off-centered so many times. I thought that uh, in itself would be a drinking game. So every time Sam says off-centered, you drink. Why you're no, right. so okay. Well, that was the that was, that, that was the origin, but uh, okay. It became, you know, I let people submit, and I can tell you the, uh, this was about an hour ago when I actually was sober enough to write things down. But they started not that, 
or um, drink what Sam drinks, or anytime he mentions a deadline, or anytime he you see the red pickup. So pretty much anytime right. Sam breathes, you yeah. drink. <laughs> High five. Is, it's a right. drinking game, not a watching game. This Get is it. crazy. Anytime he uh, inhales, takes a breath, uh, we drink. <laughs> and then when he puts his left foot forward, uh, uh, we drink. Every time he looks like an Italian, yeah. <laughs> you got to drink. So, okay, so... It's that, or anytime he says wort or young beer, or anytime you, you hear the word dogfish, or you see the word dogfish written on the TV. All right, so who won, right. who won tonight? Is, do you have a list of winners or something? Are you the winner? Who's the winner? Who's well, the loser? I would tell him playing as far as I know. Oh. I can tell you the breakdown of the rules. Anytime <laughs> he says just... wort or young beer. All right, I got to go. I got the breakdown. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, gonna... You won. Good job. Sweet. Yay. Good job, that guy. Yeah. Great. You All won right. a game that you made up. I heard a lot of people doing high fives. He gives a lot of high fives, I guess, in the show. Definitely. I've seen a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only watched one episode. I didn't notice any of these things, but I guess one episode. You're not going to... Look for the high five. How can you look, look past his face? <laughs> I don't know, because we're not homos. Bevo watches it on mute. Bevo watches this show like we watch like Porn. Rihanna and shit. You know, like all these awful musicians. You just... Put it on mute. Look at how hot they are. Like the Britney Spears video blocks? I like this. It's finally coming full circle. You get to be a chauvinist now, too. Beef. <laughs> Beef. Is that... Did you Did you Beef. set up your... Justin has the living room set up right now where he's got, like, the old man single armchair in front of the huge screen. Uh, did you set that up just to watch Brewmasters? Shakira live. I love that armchair. Yeah. Doesn't, it hardly he even works anymore. Yeah, I, actually, his... I set it up for Shakira. There's a big pay-per-view event this week. And, and he got watch. his three DVDs from Adam and Eve. I see. The, the I, got, yeah. I already got my free samples. Yes. I see. So that's my... Uh, Nothing more awkward than dudes sitting around watching porn together. God, people did that for 30 like years bachelor parties in like, and movie shit. theaters. No, hey. I went to a bachelor party like oh, five, six years ago, and there was like two strippers, and then after that we were watching porn together. I'm like, really weird. we're eight guys in a room yeah, in a cabin yeah. in Tahoe, and we're all watching porn. Yeah. I'm going to go freeze my ass off was outside. Was I that? Was I that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let me see your dick. I'll tell you if you were there. Uh, was it... Uh, <laughs> Scotty's bachelor party? Yeah, no. Uh, it was Olin's. at Olin's. Yeah, it was Olin's bachelor party. I don't remember me, watching porn. Emotion, I remember the strippers. I can't remember if you were there or not. It was like what? shitty Asian porn. It was really awful. Oh, I don't remember awful. watching that. No. And we're, everyone's laughing at it. Oh, look at that. What are you guys I'm not doing? Answering that. This is creepy. I'll, I'll agree. Group porn watching is ridiculous. That used to be the only way to do it. Right, but, but at least then no, those you little did. Rooms. But when you're talking about yeah, you did it quarters. in a dark room, you didn't, you know. Right. It wasn't like a well-lit party where you all sitting around talking about it where you go, hey, look at that, huh? Actually, well, I would like to do to grab them titties. Actually, <laughs> the only time I've ever watched porn was here, and it was at If a party, there are chicks involved, well it's fine to watch yeah, yeah. in a group yeah. yes. situation. Absolutely. Okay. What? Yeah. Never. No, porn no. in group is We never. showed uh, 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 Bevo uh, her first porn. Oh, that's right. I remember the title of the film. It was called... Too. Stop, my ass is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, oh. and so our landlord, about a week after we, we introduced Bebo to Stop My Asses on Fire. Which can our, I say was a present for Schumann for his birthday. Right. That, that we just borrowed to introduce Bebo. She, by the way. Uh, it was me and Sam's sister. They were into it. They did not turn it off. They right. wanted more. No, it was conf- like. So they wanted to rent. a girl like sitting on a uh, like tree stump with her. I don't know. It's right. amazing. So, what so was the plot? My, so, <laughs> right. You could pound that thing. <laughs> so my my landlord at the time, we, we hadn't been living here for very long, and 
my my landlord was, was still real proud of this house. He had just bought it and then rented it to us. So he'd bring his girlfriends over every now and then to show that like show off his house, oh. sure. <laughs> even though he didn't live here, or but he owned it. Well, <laughs> he, he had this long term. He had this long term, like practically Amish girlfriend, and she said, "Hey, we want to throw Nathan a party. We want to do it at at your house because we don't have any other place to do it." Mm. So he, he was kind of a friend of ours too. So I thought, well, whatever. Mm. I'll, I'll just do something else. So anyhow, we have this house full of people. They're not quite Amish, but you know the, where they wear the handkerchief on their head? <laughs> really? And they, have really? The long, and they have the long dresses and stuff? That's wow. pretty fucking oh, Amish. Still, there's a lot of... Uh, it's, oh, it's like... Um, what's it called, Bevo? Uh, oh, it's uh, freaky. Quakers? like Mormon. Right. they're just like... Freaks? Like really super Christian. weird Christian, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, like, yeah, so there's all, so it's too. Nathan, our landlord, and it's all these broads walking around the house like this, right? Having them, and the party's just weird. Oh. You know, it's just it's like the it's like party games. Like, how well do you know Nathan? <laughs> Meanwhile, the whole oh, time, I don't realize this because I'm in my room doing. I, I was in college at the time, so I'm still doing homework. And he was avoiding all the weirdos like the plague. But I came out. And realized that right on the kitchen counter, sitting on the kitchen counter, was the DVD case to stop my asses on fire the whole time, right in plain Just sight right there. in the kitchen. I mean, I know that they that they saw it. Uh, Mennonites. Mennonites. Mennonites, yes. Right. Thanks they're like, that. who'd Thanks. you rent your house to, Nathan? Oh. Jesus. Yeah, I'm sure that he got a lot of flack for that. They, well, needless to say, they never asked us to have one of their Mennonite parties here again. No. <laughs> I mean, I, can't, I cracked a beer, looked down... Oops. So I'll stop my asses on fire, <laughs> tucked it away into the drawer, but it had been out for an hour and a half, two sure. hours by then. It was weird, man. Is, the, is there a sequel to it? Like, keep going, my asses on fire? Because it doesn't, you know... It Put seems, me out. Yeah. I'm on fire. Stop, drop, and roll. Right. My asses on fire. <laughs> yeah. Roll, dick, roll. Yeah. All right, here's what we're going to do. One last break. When we come back, we'll do a Drunk of the Week phone calls. You can start calling in. Uh, 888-401-BEER and we'll do our feedback and chats announcements all when we come back. It's the session. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1921, Mundins has been a provider of quality malted grain and extract. What did he just say? What did he say? That's 90 years of locally sourced grain for homebrewers and professional brewers alike. All farm within 50 miles of our malt houses. What? I can't understand what this the last part. Whole and crushed malts, including wheat and peated malt, liquid extract, hopped and unhopped, as well as dry malt extract. Everything from beginner home brewer kits to all the ingredients that Infant's own brewer needs. Something about trains? What? Language is this guy speaking? He's from Austria. <laughs> Mundins is proudly serving brewers in 54 countries and honored to be a leader in mowing. Can you understand this guy? No. <laughs> That's a really free language. Muntons for brewing, distilling, and baking. Quality malted grain and extract for 90 years. Make your malt Muntons. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa, is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. 
Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the beer, beer, and more beer deal of the day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The, the more beer, beer deal, deal of the day. day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. What's up, dude? Why the long face? Valentine's Day was awful. The World of Warcraft subscription was a strikeout. Ooh, yeah, I hear ya. A couple of years ago, the new Hoover I got my wife was a bomb, too. But last year, I found PlayfulEvenings.com. What? What's that? You know, Mrs. Badrock's store. It's awesome. Totally tasteful passion toys. Are you serious? Yeah. What's a passion toy? You know, it's a um, central aid in the bedroom. Ooh. All kinds of stuff. Massage oils, couples games, lingerie, and books. Books? Yeah. Where do you think Ticklist Pickle came from? Yeah, boy. Seriously. Fun stuff, and Mrs. Badrock takes care of the BN Army with 10% off. Go to PlayfulEvenings.com and click on Shop Online now. Put BN Army in the coupon code. PlayfulEvenings.com Thanks, Mrs. Badrock. You're a lifesaver. BN Army, it's Valentine's Day all year long at PlayfulEvenings.com Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zalashev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with Jamil. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewing network or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The how-to homebrew beer magazine. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer, (laughs) The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right, we got to have a talk about this phone situation. We're going to start with this caller right here. Now, if you've already called and you've been on the show and you've done your thing, yep. you got to leave. You got there, there's some there's some listener and and homebrewing etiquette involved here. Now, you know that we don't have the budget to have a multi-line phone system in this studio where I can put 10 of you on hold and take a call. What was See, the word you used? Bud, budge? Budget? Right. What? So you're all using the same phone line. And you got to be cool about that. I don't care how drunk you are. So if you've already been on the show, 
Don't call in 100,000 times over and over because you, you just give everybody else who's trying to call in with something new or to compete or with a question, you just give them a busy signal. And you give it to them over and over again. You see what I'm saying? So there's going to have to be a certain amount of self-regulation that goes on out there for the sake of good radio so that we get fresh voices on here and, and new ideas and, and people to make fun of. You have to, you have to police yourselves. Yeah. You see what I'm saying, Alex? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Justin, I, listen, I apologize. I, I didn't realize you guys didn't have a multi-line system. You know, I, I didn't want to take away from other people. So, I, you know, I'm sorry about that. I'm a little, I'm a little drunk. Um, just uh, just wanted to, to apologize to everybody else. If, if you guys can't get through, that's my fault. Didn't realize that you guys can put several people on hold. Um, I just thought I was getting in line and, and accidentally getting hung up on like I've heard well, now, I, now I feel bad. <laughs> right, so send your bombs to Alex. At, he's, he's at 549 bomb my ass dr- <laughs> All right. Now, Alec, now that we have you, though. That sounds like a porno. Let, and, 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 <laughs> this address is brought to you by adamandeve.com. Yeah. Uh, but now that we have you, and you clearly are drunk, let's put you in the running for Drunk of the Week. What's your resume, sir? What have you had? Uh, all right, guys. All right, guys. I'm currently drinking a black IPA uh, from Komodo Dragon. I don't know what it is. It tastes like charcoal, though. Um <laughs> I've had a hop devil, a victory hop devil. I've had a India Pale Ale, Avery Brewing Company, um, Centennial IPA. These are all hop beers. Somebody got them for my birthday because they, you know, they knew that I like hops. Ranger IPA from uh, New Belgium. That's what I got in the last hour since you guys last heard from me. So hey, it's a good sorry, amount of beer. Sorry to mess up. No, you're you're fine, Alex. I'm just making an example out of you. But uh, you're definitely in the running for Drunk of the Week because uh, you sound like you've been enjoying your birthday, my friend. Uh, I have. I have, guys. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to shout out to you guys because, you know, I, I got started uh, largely due to the Brewing Network and the information and the body of work available mm-hmm. uh, that you guys created, Jamil and uh, John Palmer. And uh, just wanted great. to let you know, you mean a lot. And great. Tasty wants a specific <laughs> shout-out, too. Yeah. yeah. And don't forget to try some brown ale. I don't know what the name is. Uh, it hasn't been marketed yet enough. It's a new beer from Andy Wood. Yeah. Jeanette's Brown. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. With a G. Thanks, Alex. That's a good lineup you got there, So why, why this guy and not fucking Alonzo? Well, because Alonzo's funny. Is he? Yeah. Well, maybe you know him personally. Yeah, Alonzo's funny. There's you know, there's two kinds of uh who knows, maybe actually Alex turned out to be okay there too. Yeah. Also I Well he was very apologetic so and loving at the poor, same time. Poor bastard. Look, I'm just really sorry. I love you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry that I did this just drunk to you. <clears throat> right. To to clarify, Alonzo's not funny ha ha. He's funny like this is a peculiar I don't know why I'm listening to this guy, but I am exactly Yeah, we're not inviting him over. He, you know, there are certain people that are like train wrecks. You you, you have right. to be one extreme or the other. Right. All right. If you're just annoying, well, then, of course, you get hung up on. Sure. But if you happen to be a, a fantastic train wreck, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> you can call multiple times. Yeah, sure. It's good entertainment. <laughs> you know. I mean, you and, all know uh, what's no, yeah. entertaining and what isn't. Well, right. And if you call 
Like, no, I mean, just take oh, here's some more real beef. Beef no. going to make some rules too. And if you call 18 times and your phone call doesn't get answered, right. I have caller ID. <laughs> yeah. I know you're calling. I'm intentionally not answering the phone while you're calling. Get him, Bevo. You tell him, Bevo. <laughs> so should I not answer this person that I just answered? should not answer the person who's calling right now. All right, I just hung up then. So yeah, so 18 <laughs> calls. If Bevo answers your phone call, then you're pretty, in. You know. So, uh, you get the idea. You guys know who you are out there. I'm All right, so 888-401-BEER. Calling in for Drunk of the Week. Tough competition so far. Alex is doing just fine on his birthday. Just fine. If you've done better. <clears throat> He's living the craft beer lifestyle. Jay, do you want to do feedback while we wait for more calls? Yeah, I do need to do that. But uh, let's, how about first? <laughs> we all take our shirts off. mail? Oh, there is mail. Yeah, we do ourselves some Shats announcements. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh, I love this time. Uh, oh, Shat's announcements are brought to you today by NicoBrew.com. You can go over to NicoBrew.com, get yourself a great deal on hops, and support a brother over there. He's been really good to the Brewing Network. Uh, he's a home brewer just like you, starting a business out, and uh, he could use your business. So go over to NicoBrew.com, get yourself some hops. They'll be fresh. They'll get to you quick, and uh, you're helping the brother out. So uh, do all that. All right, well, I just want to announce that uh, I am basically a ghost hunter now. I did some ghost hunting <laughs> last night. Really? So, uh, That's your new career? I'm pretty yeah. much a ghost hunter. So my next beer is Ghost Hunter Pale. Nice. Nice. You actually ghost hunted? I did. Really? Yes. Did you find any? No. Oh. Of course not. No. What do you have, like a shotgun doing this? Just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like zombie hunting? <laughs> you have, he had a little goat, a vile ghost pee. Ghost pee. You're not no, talking about no. on our PlayStation, are no, you? No, no, Did you have a priest with you? Or? So at the new EJ Fair restaurant, basically it's haunted. Uh, oh, so it's haunted. Say, a girl died there. there. Used Good to idea. be a brothel. Used to be, you know, barbershop. Used to be all the uh, hotel. Was it a hooker that died there? No. Oh. What? Too bad. But the brothel <laughs> owner's daughter. A John died. What's the word? Yeah. No, some chick, uh, oh. a young girl fell down the stairs, broke her neck. She was a hooker. Didn't see anything. And, uh, the old fell down the stairs. Yeah, right. Do you, anyway. Do you, think that, hooker. do you think that when the situation dies, his ghost is still going to be pale, or will it be tame? <laughs> uh, that's a good question that I, I mean, want to know yeah, the answer when, when to. I bet your iPhone ghost. app will tell you the answer, Jay. Find out. You see it. <laughs> Please look at what I just sent you. All right, carry on. All right, All right so that's your, new, that's your new job. You finally got work. That's oh, good. Ghost hunter, yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, Central Florida homebrewers are having the uh, Meadlenium. Uh, it's oh. going to be held on January 29th. Deadlines for this one uh, are January 22nd. Go to cfhb.org for all the details on that one. Uh, MaltosFalcons.com. They're throwing the Doug King Memorial Specialty Competition. Uh, this takes place every year. Uh, memorial competition for Doug King. Uh, America's only lager and specialty focused competition. Winner gets to brew with Eagle Rock Brewing Company. Last year's winner won the 2010 GABF Pro-Am. Wow. Mm. So get in on that one. Uh, you can enter the Imperial Anything or the new Buy Another Round Session Class. Entries are due by January 9th. Uh, two bottles and a $5 entry. Hey, is it Eagle Rock that our boy Push serves beer yeah, every now and then? Yeah, that's right. right. Oh, that's right. You, can, you might meet they Push down really at Eagle good Rock. Beer too. They do. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Oh, speaking of announcements, Push. You can check out Push's interview recently on oh, yeah. Drink, Eat, Travel. That was a good one. Uh, and yeah. basically count how many hop grenades you see as you uh, watch yeah, that one. Count how many tasties you see in there, too. There's a tasty uh, <laughs> character in there somewhere. <laughs> you look real close. Actually, I did see the tasty did character. See yeah, that's true. Yeah, Push has a cool setup. Oh, yeah. Pictures look sweet. Yeah, yeah. check that, that out. There's a good photography in that thing. It's yeah. all fake. What is yeah. it? Ink, eat, drink, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Drink, eat, and travel. Oh, oh. Drink, drink, eat, eat travel. travel. Eat, drink, anal. Yeah. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna start our own blog. <laughs> yeah. Eat, drink, fuck. <laughs> in that in that order. <laughs> 
Uh, and then uh, AHA <laughs> Club Only Comp coming up. What's coming up? Uh, in January on the 28th is fun. the deadline. Uh, it's Battle of the Bitters, so English Pale Ales. Oh, yeah. Uh, our friends up in Napa, the first annual Napa Homebrew Challenge is taking place on the 29th of January. Mike Riddle is the organizer. Uh, go ahead and check that out on the AHA website or uh, Google First Annual, which is inaugural, by the way. Which I learned. We learned that. Not first name. So what's the website for uh, up to those guys? No. <laughs> yeah, people uh, can't. You can't do that. I don't have. A, yeah, that's right. Wait, do I what? don't have a website for it. But uh, oh. first, it, it's so it's the Napa Homebrew Challenge. All right, inaugural. Google that. Napa inaugural home. Napa Homebrew. Inaugural. Challenge. Yeah. There's no such thing as a first annual. That's right. possible. <laughs> yeah, we screwed that up. Uh, also, go to morebeer.com. You can click on uh, Regan's um, Christmas uh, outfit-looking uh, character. Or he's both uh, Santa and the elves. Yeah, I don't know what he is. He's in between. That's pretty gay. But he's... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, Regan. Yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, man. Do you liquor him up for those things or what? Uh, not with Regan. Now he's ready to go all the time. No, you just hang out with Regan that day. <laughs> well, the picture's worth it. Uh, click it's, on it it's because quite a picture. basically you can get a fifteen fifty for like four hundred bucks off. Yeah, that's oh. a great deal. Yeah, so uh, check it out. Nice. Uh, you know, there's uh, coupon codes and there's a bunch of other stuff that's available. Uh, a lot of Regan's favorites. Yeah, he is kind of the old out. school grandfather and inventor of the uh, brew sculpture. Oh yeah, he's yeah. so uh, basically the sales going on through the thirty first of December. So take advantage of that one. And uh, that's all I got. All right. Good job. Don't forget that Shat's announcements are brought to you today by NicoBrew.com. Go buy some hops now. Uh, all right. 888-401-BEER if you want to call in for Drunk of the Week. Uh, we're running out of time here, so just a couple things left to do. And uh, that'll be that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do whatever you want to do over there. It's fine. Uh, okay. Feedback. Oh, my God. You got mail. <laughs> that was snappy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Feedback is brought to you today by Downtown Joe's. You can go to downtownjoes.com. Check it out. Great beer. Tasty's working on a collaboration project. I'll be over there Wednesday re- redoing the recipe. Oh, yes. yeah? Yeah, yeah. Ah. Dropping We're going to do multiple iterations for sure. Dropping off a pallet of malt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like to go to Wednesday, but I have to go to Pink Floyd because I've never seen that concert before. <laughs> in its entirety. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, uh, well, don't be, uh, beware of uh, random joints in the aisle. And no random joints this Wednesday. No, no. Save my money. All right. Uh, <laughs> feedback here somewhere. So people in the chat room are going through the Adam and Eve site. Yeah. And but just they're just hosting random links. Uh, here, I gotta, I gotta send this to you. It's pretty good, and I kind of want to get myself one. What for? I've, I've to watch looked. somebody else use it. <laughs> I've probably seen most of it, to be honest. Well, that's a good one. Uh, let's the see. Brazilian watch, Teddy. Participate. <laughs> Let me see this Brazilian Teddy. What does it do? It doesn't do much. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It looks what, good, but doesn't do much. Disgusting, people. Yeah. The girl or the outfit? It yeah. kind of looks like a cross. Can you see that? <laughs> It's oh, like she's just wearing a cross. <laughs> Should I make a Jewish star outfit? <laughs> I got ties. Well, why get dressed at all? I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah. it, you need some sort of like uh, I don't know, a master's degree to even put that on. Yeah. What don't you like, Bevo? The chick or the outfit? I 
just just think it's stupid. Like, well, that's it's not so an answer. Why is freshly waxed? It's too. sexy. No, it's not. It gets in the way. It's it not sexy. Time. It, whatever. Uh, see, okay, go on the okay, go on this the website is and by the true wife of Sam. Yeah, yeah. Sam has no idea. Yeah, he's, he's like, just yeah. get it out of the way. I gotta do. Ah, ah, <laughs> I gotta do my. Never mind. Forget it. I'm done. Yeah, That's not true. No, I just. Personally, I just don't think that those things are necessary. Are you saying well, it's right? Is, well, is that is that their form of birth control? Just premature ejaculation? <laughs> yes. I'm, I didn't get my pants off. It's fine. No baby today. Wait till wait till you guys been married for twenty years and you got to doctor it up a little bit just so we can get a yeah, bone. Yeah, keep that in 20, mind. Okay, first of all, not all wives look up. like that either. All of this would not look good in that now. Twenty years from now. <laughs> well, there this, are other yeah. things, you know. Yeah, yeah, something meaner. But, I, but you're right. I mean, this this particular thing, the Brazilian, what's no, it called? The Brazilian teddy. teddy. Go look it up if, if you're Brazilian listening. That thing, chip. there's no way that can get in the way of anything. No, that doesn't yeah, get in the way. It doesn't get in the close. way. You, you just know, go right is, through it. That's a finger swipe from not in the way. Yeah. You know what? This is an unfair. I'm in a room full of boners. <laughs> At this point, boners. boners. Well, you can bring lady friends with you next week if you yeah, want. Yeah, we'll do our whole uh, Adam and Eve plug with yeah. lady friends. We'll still have more, right. more boners yeah. for sure. Honestly, the, the Adam and Eve model that's wearing wow. that outfit, Bevo, is 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 sort of flat, like not curvy at all. I think you would look better in that outfit than the the model does. Even uh, now, yeah, now, I mean it. Oh, here, these thanks. Are, are you calling me fat? No, <laughs> that's how she heard what uh, I said. Well proportioned. All she heard was curvy. There's another one. For that's you. not a bad thing, aka. Though. Fat okay. load. <laughs> I put another one up. And I'm a big fan of these right now already. Of these, mainly the model clamps? looks great. Benoit beats. Oh, oh nipple pe- clamps. Petite vibrating. Oh, they're vibrating nipple teasers. Oh, vibrating clamps. Oh, that nipple awful. Yeah, they're not only clamp on your hard nipples, but they vibrate them. By the way, those are not real boobs that they're clamped. What? To. What? How do you know? I agree. That's that off that because you can doll. see right oh, it's on the doll right there. That's the real doll. Right there. <laughs> yeah, we got that guy on the line calling him for Drunk of the Week. What's Again? happening? I Here recognize that model. That guy. What's up, brother? <laughs> I have that model. Hey, Lee. You we, there? We put Hello. You, we put you through, man. Hello. Hey, yeah. There you go. Hey. What's, how's it going, man? Sorry. sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, I tried to do the build up earlier, but my, my, my ultimate point of the thing was I, uh, I tried to do dogfish. Every time you saw... Turn Every time we saw a dogfish seen or mentioned in the show was so I had uh five fingers of whiskey and what? an entire bomber of barley wine oh, just drinking along with, with brewmasters. Oh, and uh I don't know who else participated, but this is a, a forum decision as to what the rules of the show were. Okay. Well, uh, that's a lot of that's a lot about, of uh, uh, drinking. That's a lot of alcohol for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've, I had about two beers beforehand. I've had about three cents. So. Not even your birthday, I'm, is it? Oh, I'm just no. It's, it's not even my Sunday. birthday. It's just the one weekend I had off. Is my my cousin's bought me to last night. So it's all chewy with the uh, Hanukkah candles. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so that means all chewy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you're in the running. Yeah. All right, uh, thanks. Thanks, brother. Have a good night, guys. You too, man. Hey, forgive me if this question's been answered before, but does, do drunks of the week have to be drunk on beer? Or can it be anything? No, we don't care. We don't care. But, it's, but it's preferred. We, we just want them to be at home, not driving around. It's preferred, right. though, because we are a beer show. Well, sure. like if yeah. someone called you up and said, you know, I've drank three bottles of Pinot Noir and uh, had six shots of Jeremiah Weed whiskey. we never had that happen. They know better than <clears throat> okay. to, to yeah. call and say that. All right. I love how Scott's attracting all these... Um, 
Jewish guys, this new demographic. Yeah, they're all coming in. <laughs> what all do you, these what do you guys. Mean? Is that, that guy was a Jewish guy? Oh, yeah. yeah that guy. Yeah. You really brought a lot of those how, people. How do you know? You called earlier when you didn't talk people. about Lightning Menorah. Oh, oh, you're right. The Same prayer. Guy. Yes, you're right. Yeah. All right. Menorah. So apparently, well, we know the, him. the answer to your question earlier is two, not just one. Right. Okay. By the way, two All right, back to feedback. Two okay. stone guys are smarter than Scott at this point. <laughs> That's awesome. That's <laughs> That should be a game. Really? Can you, you beat the stone guys? Are you smarter than two stone guys? Yeah. I like that. Stump the stoner. Yeah. You know, late in the show. Sit in the same seats as little two, five fifth graders. Cool. Yeah, every now and then uh, we can play uh, beat the stoners. I'd love to play that game. Really? It'd <laughs> be great. Check I, it out. Apparently, I just lost at it. All right, Moscow, work on that. Uh, yeah. Work out a game. Stump the stoner? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. He just did. All right, Rob from Oklahoma City wrote in, uh, Howdy, y'all. I recently got an iPhone and uh, found your show in the iTunes store. Listened to a couple of shows um, while I was out deer hunting. (laughs) It's... uh, It's no surprise that I haven't seen I many that. deer because I've been laughing so hard. <laughs> I love that. That Alonzo sure is a fucking idiot. <laughs> I've been a homebrewer for two years and have been learning a lot. So uh, we'll be joining the BN Army and keep up the good work from Rob in Oklahoma. <laughs> See, he gets Alonzo really well. He, he nailed it. He gets it. Yeah, he gets it. Isn't that a pisser about technology? You can be out in the field trying to hunt another animal and you're listening on your phone. To us, to jokers. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Targ babies. All right, uh, this came in from a uh, BN subscription canceller. Oh, Uh-oh. what? Bad yeah. news. Justin, you overpaid two-bit swindler. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm a few weeks behind in the archive, so this email is likely old news and will probably be read by one of your servants and instantly deleted. <laughs> All is well. I wouldn't want to disturb you from watching the polo matches or interrupt your vertical tasting of the first growth Bordeaux. If I'd have known for one second that my donations to the BN would be put towards the lavish lifestyle of yours simply because you were providing me a few hours of radio entertainment a week, I never would have signed up as a donor. Lavish. Now, if you'd please excuse me, I would go on. But I have uh, I have to write a letter to Howard Stern explaining why I'm also canceling my serious subscription. Imagine the nerve of you radio personalities expecting some form of compensation for the services you provide. Former Corporal... James Lord. That's my favorite email of all time. Well, dishonorable been, discharge. Yeah, he's Catch been dishonorably discharged, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you win some, you lose. <laughs> Lavish. All right. Uh, this one came through uh, for, for, for JP. Okay. Uh, love the show. I was just watching Discovery, and they had a show on the link between depression and cats. <laughs> cats have a parasite called toxoplasma, uh, oh, and it, yeah. it leads to impulsive actions, depression, and schizophrenia. Yeah. And the cats? Get rid of the cats and suck at JP. Uh, I don't really appreciate that. First of all, my cats are fucking saints. Have you, clean as you, have you, toxoplasma have you heard free. of this toxoplasma? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's a legitimate thing, yeah. but I think you only get it like uh, my cat. Look, my cats eat good food. All right, they're fine. Oh. It's from the litter box okay. too, and that's how you get yeah, sucked yeah. into the husband gets sucked into cleaning the litter box because uh. when the wife gets pregnant, they really can't get that, so they that's don't right. clean the they don't clean the litter box. And guess what? It never goes back to the other way where oh, they're cleaning yeah, it again. I like that. I don't know, that sounds bad to me, JP. It does sound bad, but... Of all uh, the things that you think about and worry about and uh-huh. have anxiety about, yeah. this isn't one of them? I'm not worried about it. Why not? Um, it's in your litter box. I think because I was kind of <laughs> like that before I had cats. Uh, <laughs> and so I haven't really wanna, seen much of a change. His cats are one of the few things it. that give him joy. Why, I mean, why would you yeah. take it away? Yeah, why would you take it away? <laughs> well, Sanity. No, uh, clearly I don't care about JP's joy. I care about good radio. <laughs> 
Clearly, it's already happened. So why? That's what I mean. Like I think I was just kind of like this parasites. Yeah. You know, if the show ever experiences a serious lull, aside yeah. from this week, well, yeah. uh, I might put out a hit on your cats. Wow. Just, just, why? <laughs> well, how just, dare just, you? Just to see how things go. I mean, you, we won't, would, uh, you won't know. Well, he obviously has cats. enough money it'll to put like hits a... out on people. So <laughs> and, and, and it'll, yeah. it'll look like an accident. It'll look so. like an accident. Yeah. So you won't know. It just, just you know. <laughs> why don't we kidnap them? We'll keep them. <laughs> Yeah. For ransom, send in ransom notes. Right. <laughs> yeah, like no, like uh, like Peter Griffin did. Did he do that too? They went over. They, they got they got tired. They got tired of, of um, uh, what's his name's cat. So they, let's go shave it. Quagmire or yeah, Quagmire's cat. Okay. They go let's shave it, and it's just blood. Blood. Oh. He did it four or five <laughs> times. It's like, oops. I wouldn't oops. do that. Good. That'd be mean. My cats are my life. <laughs> Oh. We'll get a lot of money. It looks like my throat. Oh, were you? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, let's see another email. Aloha. Uh, I'm an avid home brewer from Athens, Georgia. <laughs> say hello, <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> and uh, have great. been all grain brewing uh, for three and a half years. I've heard many interesting things from people uh, partaking in mash hopping, but have not done any personal experience uh, for myself. I've been told uh, that mash hopping can impart an excellent flavor and aromatic quality, and very little to no bitterness. So Bullshit. Like, <coughs> first question. What are your feelings on mash hopping? Assuming my current knowledge of mash hopping is true, um, in a time of money conservation and to increase the efficiency, the efficient use of ingredients, would it be possible to first mash hop with the hops in a sack and then later use those the hop sack in the boil? Uh, that's from Drake. Oh. Um, so anyhow, no, uh, Tasty, you're our mash hop guy. Uh, oh, it sounds yeah. like Chad has an opinion too. Uh, <laughs> Just watching us. Is there bitterness added from mash hops? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the science <laughs> says there isn't. I, I, you know, don't, you I don't need any science. Tasty well, says there is. The, the, the beer you're drinking, you're going to Janice Brown, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If the, if they didn't, if the mash hops didn't add bitterness to that beer, and we mashed up, mashed hopped at Russian River, that would be like a 44 IBU beer. Okay. I say it's a 62 IBU beer. It's a very hoppy beer. From the mash hop. Yeah, and part of the 22 of those IBUs are from the mash hopping. Okay. By the way, I calculate it. So, to me, the proof is sort of in the beer. Now, I don't have any uh, measurements to that effect, but uh, I am going to brew, and I, I got uh, a listener that, uh, Icky, is brewing a beer where he just uses mash hops and whirlpool hops. Okay. And that's a sort of convergence of two different... Or so a no couple boil of theories, you know, no boil, no kettle hops. Some people would, that argue against mash hopping and whirlpool hopping, as far as IBUs, would say that beer would have zero IBUs. Right. So why not just this will be the test? Why not just the send test? it into a lab and test it for the IBUs? We can do it with <laughs> it be a lot to be fucking simple. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be a good. Idea. Well, no, that beer, right? Well, now. no, ah, because you don't know where the IBUs came. I've from. already done that, but it, but from if, your saliva, I mean, but if no, like if on uh, Beersmith. Yeah, uh, if it says forty four IBUs, uh, but Tasty thinks it's sixty because of the mash hop edition, it would come back at around sixty. Yeah. I think that's true, and you would get some. Uh, but even when people send their beers to be analyzed, it's not always exact. In fact, it's a lot of times not even very close to what their 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 software told them it would sure. be. So I think a better way would be to have no kettle hops yeah. and then send it in to be analyzed. Yeah, because then all bitterness came from these other things. There's no doubt about where they came from. Is it going to be analyzed? 
Are you going to send it into a lab? We can arrange that. Good. Tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. that's the only way to know. Right. I mean, if we can, yeah, I know you don't actually, have any information, but then just pay for it. No, then you it. can. Yeah. Yeah, that beer is next up on my brew schedule. Let's email slam Let's the beer. Let's do that because uh, yeah. we'll send it. We'll get it analyzed. No yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, we got people. I mean, come hey, on. A couple of phone calls in between yeah. getting JP's cats killed. I'll get this. Uh... Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> yeah. We got your numbers. Justin turned Italian for so, a second. Yeah. <laughs> so once you have it figured out, and it's 22 IBUs, yeah. are you just going to make it up in your 60-minute edition? Why do you still do the mashup? No, like, I, I, I calculate 22 IBUs from the mashup. Why not put it, make it up in the 60? Why, why mashup? Wait a minute. We're not. I'm not making it up. Stoner yet. I'm not, uh, no, no, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? It's excusing. No, it's like a Mobius, a Mobius loop of conversation. He's worried about a specific amount of IBUs. They're right. out argue themselves. Yeah, I'm, why, I'm why trying to make a 62 IBU IBU beer. Right. 22 from the mash. 20 from the uh, 60 minute, and then you know late editions, really heavy, and make up the other 20. In the mash. In the in the all. Oh well, no. When I when I do the uh, like no kettle thing. Right. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm gonna have a big big charge of of hops. In the mash and a big charge in the whirlpool. I can't make up my sixty-two without having a, a big amount of both. Right. Right. But if you know a beer is forty-four and you want it to be sixty-six or whatever it is, right. why not just add that, that to sixty-minute? Because this one goes count to eleven. Except that the, <laughs> Chad, I, why I, don't I, you make I, ten, eleven? Because well, this is one higher. As the question like suggests, like what, what is the mashup? There's some oh, different okay, characteristics. As the question suggests, there's a lot of aroma and flavor carried over That's into the I'm beer from the mashup. Now the the other side of the science says no that none of that none of that survives the boil. Yeah. And some of the science says, well no no, there's a uh, a bond that can take place with the sugar molecules at at 155 that can't be broken uh, by the boil. But yeah, but who's on first? <laughs> exactly. Who? What? No, I'm with you. I, I followed. No, I don't you know. There's some the, theory. Believe me, it's all in the taste. at 150, the, it's a... It we'll see. It. You'll be hearing a, more about it. We're going to do some tests. Heat stable molecule. And Icky's doing a test right now. He's got a beer in fermented. Done this way. Okay, yeah. in the second part, what about uh, in, in, the, the in the sense part. of time and money, uh, mash hopping in a bag and then moving that bag over to your kettle or something? No, I wouldn't do that. Don't it's just too many. You're a variable you don't want, I don't think. Okay. Here we go. To read this one. Oh, this one's good. Uh, Dear Justin and the other Brewing Network misfits, I've been a faithful member of the BN Army for a long time. Uh, I have a picture of me, my brewing buddy Mike, and Jamil was taken to JBF a few years ago. Um, I have it taped to the inside cover of my Brewing Classic Styles as inspiration. (laughs) Thanks for the beer information over the years. After months of listening to you asshats, uh, pushing the Blickman Engineering top-tier system, I decided to buy one. Mike and I assembled it in a few hours without much difficulty. Called my first brew uh, on this system, Shakedown Schwartz, and it took a gold medal in the dark oh, lager category at this year's Southern Tier, uh, or sorry, Southern New England Regional Homebrew Competition. He's nice from uh, he's from Watertown, there, Shat. Nice. Uh, so now my brewing buddies are lining up to brew with me. Um, uh, let's see, et cetera, et cetera. Proud of my top tier system. Proud member of the BN Army. Uh, rooms reserved already for 2011 NHC, so I'll see you in San Diego. Suck oh. at JP, oh. and I think Bevo is hot. Yeah, well. From Jody in Watertown, Connecticut. So, <clears throat> Jody, thank you for buying a top tier. Thank you for listening. And then just so you guys know, you know, if you buy a top tier between now and the end of January, uh, you, you uh, are entered for a chance to uh, have Jamil, John Palmer, and John Blickman all come to your house, or you can... You can opt to go to Jamil's compound, and they'll all meet you there, 
and teach you how to brew on the top tier system. So it's a pretty cool weekend of uh, I think if you come out to Jamil's you also get to come into the Sunday session have a good yep. time with yeah, us it's a great price and uh, do a whole thing so buy a top tier system between now and the end of January and you're entered to win just like uh, Jody from Watertown Connecticut did and uh, good job brother thanks for supporting our sponsors okay yeah, I okay I think that's it. I think that's all except to choose our winning drunk do we have oh. did I have another call on there too Beav who's on the line right now <clears throat> Caller, who are we talking to? Hello? I'm over here. Hello? Yeah, there Hey, brother, what's happening? Who are we talking to? Are we are we online? DOTW, yeah. Aaron, Western New York, first time caller? I've never heard of that. <laughs> Another New Yorker, nice. Yeah, him. So, Where's New York? Western New York, man. I'm online. All right, I've been talking, I've been drinking since 2 o'clock this afternoon. Mm. I think that's like so, yesterday, our time or something? Yeah, yeah right. it probably is. Probably is, but what have you had? You know, I went to a. I'm in a brew club. Went to a brew club party. You know, a Christmas slash Thanksgiving party. Yeah. Has a couple, a couple of uh, Algash corkers. You know, pop the cap, pop the top. Algash, a couple of Christmas ales, a couple of sours, a couple of Hebrews. You guys might know something about schmaltz, Belgian gold straw, some DF, some dogfish heads. Went to the bar, had a harp. Came back to my house, started talking to you guys, started listening to you guys. You went to the bar and had a paid couple for a producers. Harp? Yeah, no, I didn't pay for it. Somebody else paid for oh, it. But, but I had a couple, a couple uh, producers. Yeah. One, two ounces from you guys from, that I made it had a, a Clorox nasty off flavor. That's the first one for you. Had. Yeah. What else? It's got a ghetto sound to him. A little bit, like a little thuggish, ruggish. Yeah, he got a little New York thug. I can't, I can't hear you guys, man. Oh, sorry, I don't know what happened. That's my lineup. There you go. That's a pretty good lineup. So, how come you didn't have any homebrew at your homebrew party? My homebrew. There was a lot of homebrews. We didn't mention any. Did you? Did you try them? There's a couple sours. Sour beers, nice. Sour beers, yeah. Couple homebrew ales, Christmas. So you're check, you were checking those out as well, huh? What's that? Were you, were you drinking those? Were you drinking the homebrews at the party? Five times, dude. Uh, certainly, certainly. It's Great. a homebrew party. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, you didn't mention <laughs> you didn't mention those. You, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that tasty? Giving me a hard time. It is tasty. That's giving tasty. you a hard time. It's fucking with you, yeah. man. I mean, all that home brew, you got to be tasty, drinking it, man. I just, I just brewed some of your Janice Brown. You Everybody's me a hard brewing time. I'm Janice Brown. Yeah. I'll kill you. I'll call in when I drink some Janice Brown. All right, send me some of that. I might send you some of mine. <laughs> and then I'll drink it out of your skull if you ever fuck with me again, <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> you can, don't give a fuck. Western New York, huh? I'm going to avoid that place. <laughs> I'm a marked man there. The whole side of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Master you got to avoid Western, Western New York, Rough Tough Buff. You can't, you can't go to Rough Tough Buff. But it right. sounds like a porno. Western New York. Western New York's good stuff. Not All right. buff. Angry like Eric is now in the running for Jordan. <laughs> Thanks, brother. <laughs> got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wrote you down on my kill list, too. Yeah. <laughs> I will cross you out with lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your drunk of the week characters are Alex. 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 Two call Alex. Are we, are we voting right now? He had. No, I'll go down the list. Then you vote. Alex had. He had a black guy. 
IPA? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Is that not what he said? He had a Victory IPA. He had an Avery IPA. He had a Centennial something or other IPA. IPA. He had a Ranger IPA. And that was just his drinks in the last hour, he said. So there, were, there was a lot more, uh, presumably. Uh, then we had that guy call in. <clears throat> he had uh, five fingers of whiskey. Up his ass. Uh, then he had a, a a bomber of barley wine, so he's done well. And then finally, we had Angry Eric from Western New York, <laughs> uh, who I wasn't really listening because um, he just sounded real angry. But I think there was a bunch of things that he had. Definitely things. A lot bunch of, of things. stuff. There was just a lot of things. You guys want to think amongst yourselves about who uh, okay. who your winner will be? Uh, I already got it. Me too. You're you're already ready. I'm already ready. Go. Sure, you don't want to just think about it and it's close. Okay, let's think about it. Do you have like the Jeopardy <laughs> thinking about it? Oh, there we go. I'm pretty sure they played this song. Yes, what I remember this song. Sounds One like a few. Spinal Tap song. Turn this up to eleven. I did just notice that they did the same thing. That uh, in fact, I should look it up. Um, what are you looking up? I gotta look. Uh, I hate to make this comparison because I'm a big uh, Pink cool. Floyd fan, but listen to the beginning of this song, okay? <clears throat> okay. There we go. Mother, do you think? All right. Did you hear the beginning? Yeah. There's a breath. Yeah. Oh, I know where you're going with this, and I love you. Now listen to this uh, from uh, the band we all know and love called Poison. <sighs> Every rose has its thorn. Wow, so derivative. Stolen? Oh, it's the same chord so sequence. So derivative. Uh, uh, same chord let's sequence. See, let's too. see. Nay, not stolen. Um, Tributed. Tributed. Thank you. Okay. Do you think that- it's right there. There's that Mother, one. And then there's the tribute. The Here's the tribute. Well, that's more of a sigh, where the pink, the other one's a breath. The pink one is a breath. So he's like, ah, I, I guess song. every rose really of does you do. have You're a thorn. Song sucks. And the other one's just a breath. You're so. right. This one is a sigh of yeah, like okay, I get it. Yeah. No, no, no. That's sad, is, but I get it. But but mother is more of a like. This is he- oh fuck. Yeah, this is heavy. Right. <laughs> right. No, no. The first uh, poison one is like. <laughs> It's coming down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a shiver. It's more of a shiver. (laughs) Don't hold back, Bebo. Every rose has its thorns. Why did I go with this one? Should have gone with the other one. Let's go home. (laughs) Let's go home. Scott wants to come down. It is more of like a, like you're getting ready, like oh, I'm so fucked up, but I got to drive. Like, you're like you're pumping yourself up for it. <laughs> my pay, my mom's gonna know. I swear. It's cool, dude. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Okay, let's go. Whereas, whereas, boys, it was definitely a shiver. Yes, it was definitely a like. <laughs> fuck! I hope my dealer's home. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was more of a. <laughs> Uh, okay. Don't hate. <coughs> Regulate. <laughs> Let's go. Is that a drunk of the week call? I think so. 
Uh, Drunk of the Week's closed out. Yeah, we were oh, trying to leave in 20, we were about to 40 vote. minutes ago. All right. So Did Alex with is? all the IPAs, uh, that guy with the whiskey, and then Angry Eric from uh, Western New with York. With the things. With the things. Uh, so raise your hand if Whoa. it's Alex. Angry Alex? Wow! Oh. Wow! Unanimous. Unanimous. First time we were right. unanimous. Wow, we don't even have to go through the other. That was unanimous that Alex is our Drunk of the Week. Congratulations. Because wow. we don't want to get on his list. Oh, that's right. We're afraid of Alex. <laughs> no, we were afraid well, no, of Eric. Of the, yeah. No yeah. homebrew Eric. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, Alex is fine. We're afraid of Alex killing himself because he's, he's <laughs> very <laughs> sad when I, once I lectured him on the telephone. Yeah, on his birthday. <laughs> on his poor birthday. Ah, uh, well. Right, whatever. What no one ever told me I was a good guy. <laughs> Nor will they. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, you guys want to go? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I got to get on Pinely. Please. All right. Uh, check out Brewmasters Thursdays at 8. Stop pushing me around. Uh, or go to Dogfish Head and get yourself some good beer. Yep. Uh, go to Pintly.com. It's a really cool program. Look, look, if JP likes it. If I like it, it's something. It's something. It's more it than something. It's, it's as good as questing. Things. Yeah. It's almost as good as questing. Almost. <laughs> but uh, you can't get a raid drop from Pintly. You know what oh, I, mean? I don't know what you mean. They're working on that, I bet. <laughs> All right. And we'll be back next week with Fal Allen, who's now the brewmaster oh. at Anderson oh, Valley great. Brewing Company. But I Fal's like been around. Around uh, uh, a different, a few different breweries and uh, a few different countries brewing. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting wow, interview. Yeah. Tune in next week. Fal Allen with Anderson Valley Brewing I'm Company. About that. Oh, and Bevo uh, pushed out on the uh, Ab Sember sit up off, and it will happen, Bevo. Right. It will just not this week. It'll next, week. next week, yes. And I'll, you can hear Sam's four loco story. And okay, perfect. GTL for life. We'll see you next week. Down, double and triple on my best friend. I think I'll have them all over again. But don't you give me that American truth. For the one a real homebrew. Homebrew, don't you really love that homebrew? Can't get enough of it. Homebrew, it blows my mind. I love homebrew all of the time. Yeah, I think I'll have it. Well, I'll have it one right now.
love that home brew Can't get enough of it Home brew, it blows my mind I love home brew all the time 